93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, January 19th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Delaware County's district attorney announced charges Tuesday against three Sharon Hill police officers in connection with the death of an eight-year-old girl and the wounding of three others after a football game on August 27th, 2021. Officers Devin Smith, Sean Dolan, and Brian Devaney are each charged with a total of 12 criminal counts of manslaughter and reckless endangerment. The men were released on $500,000 unsecured bail and a preliminary hearing is scheduled for January 27th. The shooting happened on the night of August 27th at the Academy Park High School in Sharon Hill. The gunfire included two shots in the direction of the three officers who were monitoring the crowd exiting the school stadium after that night's football game. Police officers then allegedly discharged their weapons in the direction of the Academy Park football field. In all, four people were shot. Among them was eight-year-old Fanta, who was fatally wounded. On September 2nd, officials announced that there was a high probability that the gunfire from the officers struck the four victims including Fanta. In a news release, the district attorney said, we now have concluded beyond a reasonable doubt that it was, in fact, shots from the officers that struck and killed Fanta and injured three others. Officials said the initial shots on Coat Street began with a verbal verbal altercation at the football game. A 16-year-old is charged with serious crimes for his attempt to kill an 18-year-old. The 18-year-old pleaded guilty to aggravated assault for his role in wounding one of the children struck by the gunfire and to illegal possession of a firearm. In a news release, a spokesperson said, under the terms of the plea agreement. He will serve between 32 and 64 months in prison. Murder charges related to Fanta's death were withdrawn against the two teens. A third person has died following a hepatitis A outbreak in Montgomery County, according to health officials. Montgomery County officials are investigating Gino's Restaurant in West Norriton to determine if it is linked to the outbreak. The Montgomery County Office of Public Health closed the restaurant on January 7th, but Gino's has not been confirmed to be the source of the outbreak. More than 12 hepatitis A cases are currently under investigation and seven people are still in the hospital. An attorney for Geno's questioned the county's investigation, pointing out that no employees at the restaurant tested positive for hepatitis A. We were wondering about that because I'd reported on that while you were out, Kathy, mm-hmm. and, and they weren't naming uh, the place the that uh, yeah. had uh, maybe been the source. So, I'm, yeah, that's mm. contention there, I guess. But, I mean, if nobody's testing positive at the restaurant, how are they like, pointing <laughs> fingers there? It does seem kind of weird. You'd yeah. usually have it break out and have someone uh, fall prey to it at the restaurant. And that would be your tip-off. So the Pennsylvania Department of Health provided information on hepatitis A, saying that it's a highly contagious vaccine-preventable liver infection caused by hepatitis A virus ranging in severity from mild infection lasting for a few weeks to severe disease lasting several months. Hepatitis A usually spreads when a person unknowingly ingests the virus from objects, food, or drinks contaminated by small, undetected amounts of stool from an infected person. Well, you have to know you have to order wit hepatitis. Oh. (laughs) Signs and symptoms of hepatitis. Hepatitis A include fever, fatigue, loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, <laughs> abdominal discomfort, dark urine, clay-colored bowel movement, joint pain, and jaundice. This is the latest hepatitis A warning from health officials in the Delaware Valley in recent years. In November, a Starbucks in Camden County, New Jersey, was the center of a hepatitis A investigation. Americans can now submit their information to get free COVID-19 tests delivered to their homes. President Biden said the government will ship out a total of 1 billion free test kits. The website
website to order them is live, but don't don't expect to get the kits right away. The website is covidtests.gov. Each household can get four. Uh, When you go to the website, you click the blue button that says order free at home tests. Uh, You will be taken to a United States Postal Service website where you will have to give your name and shipping address, then click the green button that says check out now. I did it last night. Super easy. And uh, they're on their way. Uh, We'll see when they arrive. But, uh, you know, the the way to order it was actually really, uh, really simple. Yeah, the government says it will ship the test in 7 to 12 days uh, through first-class mail in late January or early February. But ABC News reports that interviews with the majority of the biggest at-home test companies suggest it will take weeks to months before all 1 billion tests could reach American doorsteps. It's like a billion. If you need test kits... Uh, if you need test kits before then, before then you can uh, get reimbursed by your insurance company. I didn't know this. Insurers are now required uh, to cover the cost of up to eight at-home rapid tests every thirty days uh, per what? yeah per co- covered individual. That's about that, and that's without a doctor's order. No kidding. PCR tests and rapid tests ordered by administ- uh, or administered by health providers will continue to be fully covered by insurance with no limit. So Cigna, who is one of the country's largest insurers, says that you must submit a receipt that shows the date of purchase and the the price, the UPS code for the test, so make sure you take a picture of that barcode on the box, as well as proof that the test is not for employment purposes, won't be reimbursed by another source, and is not for resale. So mm. you can submit to your insurance company. New Jersey's acting attorney general has sent more than 50 warning letters to businesses whose prices for COVID-19 test kits have generated complaints and uh, from consumers. In sports this morning... The Flyers lost in an overtime shootout against the New York Islanders last night in South Philly. The team stretched the shootout to nine rounds, but the Flyers extended their losing streak to nine games. Oliver Wallstrom scored in the ninth round of the tiebreaker to lift the Islanders to a 4-3 win, keeping the Flyers winless in January. The Flyers are 5-14-6 over the last 25 games and are 0-16 on shootout attempts this season. They haven't won since December 29th in Seattle. They're at home again tomorrow night with the game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. Before the game, the team announced that center Kevin Hayes underwent a procedure yesterday morning to drain fluid from his adductor region. He's expected to return to play in 3 to Four weeks. The Sixers are at home tonight. We'll take on the Orlando Magic. The Sixers have won nine of their last 11 games and are in sixth place in the Eastern Conference at 25 and 18, while the Magic are in last place with a record of 8 and 37. Tip off is set for 7 o'clock. And Willie O'Ree, the first black player to appear in an NHL game, had his number 22 reti- uh, retired by the Bruins last night in Boston. In a yeah. speech delivered before the Bruins game, uh, game against the Hurricanes, O'Ree said, from a young age, my heart and my mind were set on making it to the the NHL. I'm grateful and honored that it was with the Bruins. The honor came 64 years to the day after O'Ree, who is 86 years old, broke the NHL's color barrier on January 18, 1958 in the game between the Bruins and the Montreal Canadiens. He played 45 games in the NHL, all with Boston, over the course of two seasons. O'Ree is the 12th Bruins player to have his number retired. And that's what I have for you this morning. Nicest man, too. We had a chance to talk to him twice, and uh, he was something else. Just uh, just a Sweetheart of a guy. Casey was looking for uh, the Ferris Bueller clip of nine times, <laughs> nine. but we, didn't, we don't have it. <laughs>
have been perfect to play <laughs> twice this morning uh, during sports. All right. Well, uh, good morning, sunshine. Welcome Wednesday. We're at midweek point. That's a good. Uh, it's a good thing because we're on the way towards a weekend, and to celebrate that, uh, we have a secret text word prize. We got a good one too. A uh, pair of tickets to see. Uh, the show is MMR Rock's Zach Brown Band, uh-huh. August 26th at the BB&T Pavilion. I'm a huge uh, fan of his shows, I, I, and I've only been to a couple, but yeah. he really does <laughs> put on a, a great show. Yeah, I hear nothing but gr- awesome things about how energetic it is, how much rock there is injected into it. Yeah, and... I mean, listen, he has his own catalog of yeah. great music, but he is just a huge fan, and he throws a ton of covers in there. Cool. Like, like Hot yeah. for Teacher and stuff like yep. that. Yeah, really? Right? Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, text word secret to 39333. That's how you do it. We'll send a word back to you, and then we'll ask you to call in later on this morning with that word, that designated caller does it. Maybe it's going to be you. We'll get those tickets. If not, we'll grab a random texter. That might be you, too. So go ahead and go for it. Secret uh, to 39333. Uh, also, besides that, uh, we're going to go on Fox Good Day this yes. morning. So do a little TV time. Our buddy Jerry Blavitt, the Geeter, will be joining us. He's got his uh, first show at the Kimmel Center uh, can- Cultural Campus in years now. Because yeah, of COVID, yeah. these haven't been happening. So you know he's going to be super fired up, even more fired up than he usually is. And there's a lot of uh, classics that are on board, including freaking Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley. No, Frankie, Frankie Avalon. Freaking Frankie Avalon. Frankie, Frankie, <laughs> freaking little Anthony the Chai Light. Well, I guess so. Uh, yeah, who else is that? The Chai Darlene Lights. Love. Darlene Love. Yeah. The Vogue. That's cool. Gary U.S. Bond. So he's he's pulling out all the all the oldies and goodies. Russ, so. you know how many times we've had Jerry Blavin on our show? Probably six or seven. No. No. Nine times. <laughs> really? Yep, yep, yep. Nine times. Nine times. <laughs> Thank no, you, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm glad you got that. Very few times. There are very few moments that we can actually use a clip like that, and today we can use it. I mean, I can't believe the Flyers went nine entire Dude. rounds last night without scoring. I mean, nine. That they didn't score a goal last nine night. Nine times. Right. All right, so uh, didn't they have a stretch earlier this season where they lost nine in a row as well? Well, they lost nine in a row. They lo- uh, now they've lost nine before. Nine times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Before they nine lost. Nine times. <laughs> yeah. And then last night, nine entire rounds of the shootout. Yeah. That's crazy. Nine times. Yeah, right. yeah. But the, so, uh, the good news is the Sixers have won nine of their last 11 games. Oh, nine times. <laughs> yeah. Nine times. <laughs> <laughs> Nine times. <laughs> All right, well, maybe we'll celebrate that uh-huh. entire day today. Right? It's a beautiful thing. Hopefully we don't get to... Uh... I love it! <laughs> I, we're going to pray that doesn't happen. Uh, we're also going to have on the show uh, Ben Glebe. He is going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club uh, tomorrow night, and uh, there's a special taping that's taking place uh-huh. uh, at 8 o'clock. So that's the he's the, the one show? Is just yeah, just the one it? show, man. About it's that. Uh, his big album. Uh, totally Glebe. Yeah. All right, so we'll get the Glebe on <laughs> the Glebster. later this morning, <laughs> and uh, we'll have a good time. I guarantee you that. Let's take a break, come back in a moment, and I have a bunch of entertainment stories for you as well as the stupid questions standing by. So hang in there. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. 
Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question. Prize today, $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Question that I have for you comes courtesy of listener uh, Jerry Vanderwood, uh, who had emailed them because I mentioned we were talking about uh, Wheel of Fortune yesterday, and I said uh, R-S-T-L-N-E. We were talking about uh, word games and yes, so on. Yes, right. And I said R-S-T-L-N-E, and I was like, man, I should have saved that for a stupid question. What are the words they give to you in the, in oh, the yeah. final puzzle? Uh, the, the letters they give to you. And so Jerry sent me a wheel question I could do. Oh, oh nice. Okay. All right. And I you like know, I'm, I'm a wheel watcher. Well, then maybe you know how many separate wedges there are on the wow. wheel. Wow. That I don't know. A sure. good yeah, question. Yeah, that is a good question. 215-263-WMMR. And Jerry knows because he actually paused. <laughs> he was watching it <laughs> and paused it and counted them. Wow. So let's see if you know the answer to this. 215-263-WMMR. All right. Go through some birthdays while we are awaiting that answer. Bunch of good ones today. We'll start with a big, big biggie in the world of music and philanthropy and just being an awesome person. Oh. Dolly Parton celebrates her 76th birthday today. Wow. Still ranks as one of my favorite interviews of all time. We talked to her way back at Y100. We talked to her a couple of times. Yeah. But she is just what you want. She's a talker. She says... She's funny, self-deprecating, um, self-deprecating. super talented. Yes, oh unbelievable. The cutest written, laugh too. Literally thousands of songs, like five to seven thousand songs, she has written herself. Oh, yes, also her innate musical ability. Besides oh. the songwriting, I forget who I was um, listening to an interview with, but it was a country star who is um, so looking forward to recording with Dolly Parton. Got in the studio and said her ability to nail. The song and the composer's vision instantly was amazing. A multi-instrumentalist, too. Yeah. Dude, she plays the freaking saxophone. Yes, she does. does she? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, my wife watched her documentary, and I never got around to watching it. She just said it was amazing. Yeah, she's um, a she's a force. It's yep. probably out there if you if you're interested in watching it. Okay, actually that'd be that'd be a great one to watch. Uh, so she is 76 years old today. Actress Katie Segal. Uh, married with children and uh, just tons of sons of anarchy and too, sons right? Of anarchy, yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Uh, she is 68 years old today. Uh, Drea DiMatteo, the actress who was on The Sopranos, uh, did a turn on Desperate Housewives. She was on Sons of Anarchy, too. Yeah, that's right. She had, uh, not, she had a brief run on Desperate Housewives. Uh, she turns 50 years yeah. old today, so a big birthday for her. Uh, Sean Wayans, huh. uh, who's been by here a few times. Uh, in Living Color, Scary Movie, White Chicks. He is uh, 51 today. <laughs> I always love when the, any of the Waynes come by. It's always it's always good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great. You know, it was funny. It's nepotism at its finest in Living Color. They're like, uh, just go stand out there in the booth and act like you're playing some music right yeah. now. Yep. That's SW1 up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Tippy Hedren of the Birds fame, Melanie Griffith's mom. I love her. Uh, is 92 years old today. She was the quintessential Alfred Hitchcock Woman and Alfred Hitchcock was known to be less than wonderful with his actresses, but he had he hit on her. In fact, she just recently uh, released uh, there was an interview or a book or she has something out 
But yeah, Hitchcock was coming after her in a big way. Man, the birds uh, pretty much scarred my mom. <laughs> it's, I mean, like just it, terrified. Yeah, me. absolutely. Yeah. She already had a, a weird fear of birds, and then that came out, and it was like a whole other level. It had it had one of those big shock moments, Preston. You remember the the the, uh, the mom goes to visit her neighbor at a at a farmhouse. She's walking through the house. And she goes into the bedroom and looks over, and the guy's eye is pecked out. Ugh. He's dead on the floor. Uh, she is Great ni- scene. 92 today. Uh, it is Martin Bashir's birthday today. Uh, oh, yeah. Bashir. The journalist. He kinda, Shut a bitch. He kinda, I hate Bashir. Took a deep dive into Michael Jackson's world with that ABC special. And, uh, yeah, that's when uh, some of the charges started really moving forward on uh, Michael. And then he faced some uh, serious Yes, he did. Yes, he did uh, for Princess Di. Yeah, some uh, uh, indiscretions that he took. Uh, he turns uh, 59 years old today. Here. Um, <laughs> Lick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Calm down, Kathy. <laughs> uh, Logan Lerman, who is an actor from Percy Jackson and the Olympians and 310 to Yuma and the Three Musketeers. He's 30 years old today. We have him in studio. That's what I was we just going to ask. Yeah, because yeah, we, we had did. a whole bunch of those Percy Jackson people in. Yeah, yeah, I think he might have been one of them. Personally, don't remember if he was, but if you guys say so, I believe <laughs> I'm on board. David Fastino drove him over. Uh, two friends of the show also celebrate birthdays. Frank Caliendo. Ah, uh, we love Frank. Uh, yeah, and I've been following him now on Instagram, and he does a constant tutorial on how to speak, how uh-huh. to do impressions of celebrities. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's really funny, actually, uh, although it's hard to actually learn how to do it the way he does it on, simply by his tutorials. You've got to have great. the nugget of, of vocal capability to start. So he gives some good advice if you're kind of there to begin with. His stuff is fantastic. Yeah. He's 48 today and also Lappy Ian. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Ian LaPerriere uh, celebrates uh, 48th birthday as well today, and I'm sure he's not happy about the Flyers. So how many times did they... Uh, oh, jeez. I can't it? even... What was uh, the count? There was something like... Uh, Nine times. How many? Nine times. Oh. Nine times. Yeah, that was it. Okay. He's a head coach of the uh, the Phantoms nowadays. Yeah. Although he's in COVID protocol right now, so he's uh, sitting at home doing nothing until he can go back. But, yeah, he's a good dude. I love Ian. He's awesome. I, I hope to see him as a, as a you know, in the bigs. That'd be as, great. As a coach. Yeah. How great awesome. would that be, man? Yeah. Uh, so he is 48 years old today. Happy birthday to Lappy. And Lappy, let's, Lappy. let's see if someone knows the answer to this question. Oh, Lappy, how many separate wedges are on the wheel of fortune? Two one five two six three WMMR, and we go to Derek to see if he knows the answer. Hey, Derek, how you doing, ma'am? Morning, guys. How are you? Morning, buddy. We're doing well. So, how many uh, wedges on the uh, wheel of fortune wheel? Twenty four. Twenty four. Yep. Hang on, Derek. Thank you, Jerry, for the question. I was watching uh, Wheel of Fortune. I watch it often, and the other night there was a run, Preston, of Back-to-back bankrupt and loser turns. It went yeah. on like nine times. I saw what? it. Yeah. Did it was no it how way. many times? Nine, nine times. times. Yeah. Wow. Nine times. Yeah. Nine times. <laughs> a lot. By the way, uh, speaking of wheel, because Jeopardy is, is before wheel, last night that Amy Schneider is just... Uh, one again. She could very well go and be the greatest winner of all time. She's on her way. She's now third, uh, I believe. No, she, second? Yeah, she uh, beat she, James Holzhauer. Right? I know she beat Holzhauer. Yeah. Uh... Holtzauer. Yeah, I think, no, all right, no, she's third in number of wins in a row. Yes. So she's behind Ken Jennings and Matt Amodio. Correct. And she can pass Matt this week. 
Um, but they had a uh, they had a, a New Jersey category last night. Did you guys see that? <laughs> yes, ran that category. Yes, yeah, so did I. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, there was a time. There have been a couple of times where I thought, okay, this this might end poorly for her. Uh, but it, but you know, she just manages to. <laughs> Bounce back. Yeah. She goes on these runs where, like, yeah. and, and Steve, she just gets in the zone for, like, two or three categories in a row and then gets the daily doubles. And it's just, she's a really impressive Well, as, as Ken has pointed out a number of times, her uh, ratio of correct answers yes. is yeah. astonishing. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. And right. her ability on the buzzer. Yeah, she's fantastic. I don't watch TV at that time. I like, <clears throat> excuse me, I like Jeopardy and I like Wheel of Fortune. I'm never in front of the TV at that time. Hmm. Set yourself a little alarm. Yeah, I just—it's like a busy time. You know what I mean? It's not like I can sit yeah. down and watch TV then. I, I got. Don't you, know you do right on? Grab a bottle of wine and write Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune and make a date with it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so uh, we'll leave with this: uh, legendary actress Sydney Poitier's cause of death has been revealed, and according to the death certificate, uh, Poitier passed away due to a combination of heart failure, Alzheimer's, dementia, and prostate cancer. That's sad to hear. 94-year-old actor died in his home in uh, Beverly Hills on Thursday, January 6th. You know, many is the time that they'll somebody will pass away, especially when you get up around that age, and they'll find out they had prostate cancer because it yeah. tends to be a slower... Mm. Like, my, my dad doesn't get checked for prostate cancer anymore. He's, you know, yeah. in his 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, uh, you know, if you're... Take my um, my story, um, you know, get checked because those little, little PSA tests can indicate if you might have prostate cancer, and you can uh, get on it, take care of it, and live a long, healthy life, hopefully. So it was a combination of those things. Uh, speaking of uh, illnesses and so on, a source from the Wendy Williams show says that uh, there is some truth to reports uh, that have been coming out about Wendy Williams's Yeah, health. Steve, you said there are rumors of dementia possible. Early onset dementia is what I've heard. Uh, according to page six, the source said the truth is... A lot of the stories that you're hearing about Wendy are true. It's very sad. uh, They are coming straight from the staff. The source continued saying it's one thing to see what we have seen in the studio, but it's another thing when certain staff members make it to her home. When the cameras and mics are off, the liquor comes out. However, a rep for Williams insists the stories about her health are inaccurate and dismissed rumors that she would never return to the show as speculation. Meanwhile, a source has told The Sun the spark is gone and that Wendy, who for 10 years had that spark in her eyes, that cheeky grin and that little wink is not the same now. Uh, she is not always functioning like she used to be. She has days when she needs help eating, getting out of bed, and getting dressed. Mm. So according to a source, uh, the source also, it would be terrible if that's the case. Yes, it's horrible. Uh, the source also added that Wendy is having problems recognizing people who she has previously closely oh, wow. worked with, and there are days that she has no idea who they are. So, Preston, when we were at the uh, induction for the National Radio Hall of Fame, um, they had some of the honorees who, you know, were their speeches were played from the, the last one, and she was one of the recipients. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, she was sharp and good and, and, and you know, riffing and... Uh, that was only a couple of years ago. Uh, the first source also claimed the remaining staff uh, speak amongst themselves, but a lot of these stories going around do have some truth to them. A lot of the staff have already left, so the ones who remain do not feel like they still have uh, loyalty to Wendy, so they may not have known her at all. So at this point, that's terrible. Here's another downer as well. Um, uh, comedian Louis Anderson. Uh, seeking treatment for cancer at a Las Vegas hospital. One of his reps told TMZ that he has been diagnosed with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, uh, the most common type of non-Hodgkin lymphoma in the world. 
While the type of cancer is known to be aggressive, it is considered potentially curable. Uh, Anderson's rep said that he is resting comfortably in his hospital bed. Um, so they are, you know, we'll keep an eye on that yeah. story. Yeah, uh, hope the best for him. Yeah, the guy see. who introduced us to the meat tooth. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Still mention that from time to time. <laughs> that's where I got that from. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah Louis Anderson, 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 the meat tooth. Sucking on I your have, meat tooth. Oh, my God, I have a terrible meat tooth. I have a meat tooth as well. <laughs> uh, where's yours? <laughs> right here. Left side, left right. Oh, there. mine's left side. Oh. By the way, that's oh, where yeah. the, a little chunk of meat will always get caught in that yeah. tooth, and you end yeah. up playing with it and trying yeah. to dislodge, and then you learn to love it as a child. And you make noises like... Yep. Yep. Uh, Fans may have been surprised to learn about Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet's breakup, but a source told people that it didn't happen overnight. Uh Uh-huh. Nearly 17 years being together, the former couple announced the news of their breakup last week, and a source close to Bonet says that they were amazing for years until they... Amazeballs. Until they no longer were. It's about like nine years, right? Uh, uh, I was like, well, nine times. Nine? I don't yeah. know if it's nine years, <laughs> but yeah. So they have grown. Nine times. Oh, there it is. Yeah, they have. Uh, <laughs> they've grown apart because of different focuses. The source. Uh, well, he lives underwater. <laughs> yeah, um, she can't breathe underwater. <laughs> Uh, she can't see either. She's, it's all out of focus. Yeah. So a few years ago, Jason was struggling to find work, and now his career is booming, and he wants to keep working as much as he can, according to the source. Could you imagine the nightmare now that he's single of having to date? Oh. It must be very difficult really? for Jason Momoa. It appears the couple simply had different priorities, as the former Cosby Show actress has, quote, no interest in joining Momoa on every location and that she enjoys her life in L.A., uh, the distance between the two has apparently been a disaster. However, the source continued saying it's not going to be uh, some scandalous divorce where they trash talk each other. No. Uh, they're both very spiritual and they believe in a higher power. And they also want to keep peace for the sake of the two children, uh, Nakoa Wolf and Lola. So This is, um for some reason, my wife was like really upset about this one. She didn't like cry or anything like that. But she was like, oh, man. Well, he was so uh, passionate about you know her early on and about making her his wife and and he you know he this was something he was focused in on it was kind of a very romantic you know nicholas sparks type of story and here you go it's over yeah yeah nothing's over yeah uh well <laughs> rocky nothing is over rocky is rocky balboa divorce lawyer relationship coach <laughs> yeah. slash divorce lawyer yeah nothing is over uh, <laughs> do you take them to court <laughs> All right, this was... Divisions uh, of assets can be very complicated. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I tell you, nothing is over! Don't move out, don't do anything before you call me. Can you say irreconcilable differences? Yeah, equitism... No, I can't. (laughs) But I'm not going to say it. I don't need to. (laughs) You don't need to. All right. Um, so this was great news to see yesterday. I love this. this is my favorite story. Daniel Radcliffe. You know he's into quirky indie movies. After oh, yeah. after he did uh, you know Harry Potter and all that, he kind of went in some funky directions. Well, he is set to star as Weird Al Yankovic in the upcoming biopic Weird: The Al Yankovic Story, in an upcoming feature co-written by Yankovic himself. Now, my favorite thing about this story is this quote from yeah. Weird Al. He said. When my last movie, UHF, came out in 1989, I made a solemn vow to my fans that I would release a major motion picture every 33 years like (laughs) clockwork. And I'm very happy to say that we are on schedule 
and I am absolutely thrilled that <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe will be portraying me in the film. And I have no doubt whatsoever that this is the role future generations will remember him for. <laughs> <laughs> I um I think this is really wonderful. Uh, I think that if they approach it in an Ed Wood kind of way, like mm-hmm. a real sort of loving, fun, I, I can't imagine it being anything but that. I agree. That it's going to be something really special. I, like, I love you, HF. By the way, is it good? Okay, I hey, listen. It is it, uneven, slapstick, crazy uneven. Yep. But I I don't know what it is. I you know. I, it, I, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, Nick Murphy is a huge fan of Weird Al. I don't know if he loves UHF or not, but because uh, he's a big yeah, movie buff I'll as bet well. he would. I'll uh, bet, I, I bet he, he does. Actually just kind of shook his head like, eh. Oh, no kidding. Oh, okay. it's a junk food movie. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I remember when he's scheduling the programming around <laughs> the, the different names of the shows. Yeah. One was Fun with Dirt. The Yankovic movie is set to start filming in Los Angeles next month will be released exclusively on the Roku channel. And it was written by Eric Appel, who will also direct the feature. And he said, when Weird Al first sat me down uh, against my will and told me his life story, I didn't believe any of it, but I knew that we had to make a movie about it. Uh, Radcliffe hasn't commented on his new role yet, but he's made clear in the past that when it comes to choosing his characters, uh, he likes to get weird. He said, I've actually found... It's an incredibly liberating thing to do, and the best thing you're ever going to do really early, the financial success thing, that's done. So just do things that make you happy. Like for every director out there that was like, I can only see him as Harry Potter, there was at least one that said, I wonder if he'll do this really effing weird thing, and I did. So yeah, that's what I he like likes that. to do, and that's what he's going to go for. So. And it was great seeing him at the uh, in the uh, HBO Max reunion. Yeah, oh my God, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Clayton Eckerd, the star of this season's The Bachelor, shared that he has, quote, fallen victim to reading everything regarding his time on the show. Well, I have people read it to me. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, people reports that Eckerd opened up on Tuesday's episode of The Bachelor Happy Hour. What's that word? Adding That's Eckert. <laughs> name, bro. Adding that his mom is bothered by the comments, too. He said, my mom is so supportive, so excited. Don't be sad, mommy. Uh, she's always texting me, but the sad part about it is she's taking a lot of criticism, worse than I am. He said, I haven't been too excited about that. I've taken it a certain way, but my mom is really, really struggling with it. <laughs> And I tell her to just get off social media, and she can't do it either. So she's so curious. Uh, he, the former NFL player said, you think it's just one comment. Understand that I'm not just reading that one comment. I'm reading your comment, the 10,000 other comments, and they all pile You're up. hollowing me out. And he, it can be a lot. He went to his mom in the very first episode. He was he wanted to, he wanted to reveal to her that he was the bachelor, oh. and she was clearly... Very much into this. Okay. Like, she's very enamored of this whole thing. She's following the whole deal very, very closely. I think I hate all of them because <laughs> yeah. of the way you portray them. <laughs> right, oh, yes. Right? Like, when he, and I'm like, and oh, I'm, I'm giving them actually a little polish. Here we go. And then I saw yeah. the picture of the guy. I'm like, oh, oh, my God, his feelings hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Poor, I'm yeah. sad. Poor guy. Mommy, make me jello with a happy face <laughs> in it. I mean, the truth is, a negative comment outweighs... 20, 30 positive comments. It's weird how it, that happens. That's what you're going to lock on. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, and, and that this show, what they call the uh, the Bachelor Nation, yeah. is, uh, you know, robust and vocal. Yep. 
So, this is good news. Jody Sweeten, who played Stephanie on Full House, has announced her engagement. You know, huh. it's, it's uh, her birthday today. Oh, oh hey, yeah. did I miss that? Yeah, well, I don't, um, sometimes you don't have them on the on your prep sheet or whatever, and I meant to bring it up, and I forgot to, so it's my fault. Um, oh. But yeah, she turns 40 years old today. All right, good for her. Uh, she and uh, Mescal Wiselewski. Uh, is Sweeten posted a photo of herself and Wisilevsky to Instagram on Monday, which included her showing off a beautiful diamond-shaped ring. Uh, yeah, or diamond sh- diamond-shaped? Yeah. Well, anyway. Yes, there, it's a diamond ring, but it can be diamond-shaped. Okay. Uh, oh, really? All right. Uh, she captioned... The, the diamonds in it are diamond-shaped. The <laughs> post with a quote. For, well, I know that they're like pear-shaped yeah. and emerald cut and stuff like right. that. Right, so look so. at See it? Oh, I got right? it. Oh, yeah. that's a little tacky. Um, it, yeah, I agree, Casey. You know what? It's it looks um sort of vintagey. Okay, it looks like painfully. Whenever you'd move your finger, you'd stick it into the sharp end of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> she captioned the post with a quote from the late Maya Angelou, saying, "In all the world, there is no heart for me like yours. In all the world, there is no love for you like mine." Uh, this news comes shortly after Sweeten and, uh, of course, her Full House co-stars attended the funeral. Of uh, Bob Saget. She had an addiction uh, issue for a while. Did she? A brief period, and Bob Saget was one of the people who helped her through it. No kidding. Okay. And Uh, she's doing great now. Congrats to her. She has a big ring. Uh, Jenny Slate, uh, she had an interview on Tuesday, Marie Claire, and she revealed that she got married to author Ben Shattuck, uh, and they got married in their living room on New Year's Eve. Uh, she said that the wedding had been postponed three times because of the pandemic. Their Shih Tzu was the officiant. She said, we were planning on a wedding that ended up being almost 200 people. And then now, uh, it's just our parents and siblings. And we each invited six friends. And I actually like it. I like it better. I didn't realize how the large thing was making me feel uncomfortable. A little bit. Just a little, she said. So, uh, well, that's good. I always like her. Yeah. She's really cool. Um, all right. This is a fun story. Uh, when Dwayne Johnson... Appeared on uh, the Manning cast with Peyton and Eli Manning on Monday. Uh, he would likely have been expected, uh, it, it would have been expected that his contributions would debate about NFL playoffs yeah. and so on, and that would be the focus. But instead, it was the full-size T-Rex skull <laughs> that sat behind him that got the most attention from both Manning, the Manning brothers and social media users. So, uh, apparently, w- one of the brothers, uh, I think it was Eli, who said... Um, Wait, what is it? You've got a T-Rex behind you? What is that? And then uh, The Rock said, yeah, I got a T-Rex skull. Uh, and he said, that's Stan. <laughs> he says, as a matter of fact, Stan is the most complete T-Rex skull ever found by a young paleontologist. And his name was Stan, so this T-Rex head was named after him. Well, soon after Stan's appearance, social media users began to speculate on the origins of Johnson's fossilized dinosaur, with many pointing out that a T-Rex of the same name was also sold at auction in 2020 for a record-breaking price. Uh, an anonymous buyer had purchased one of the world's most complete Tyrannosaurus Rex skeletons ever found for $31.8 million at auction, around four times the price expected by auctioneers. It was named Stan after amateur paleontologist Stan uh, uh, Sacrison, who had first discovered it. So the sale had caused controversy in the scientific community at the time, with paleontologists angered by the inflated price paid for the dinosaur and worried that the sale could encourage people to seek profit over scientific discovery in the future. Well, soon after speculation about the rock owning a $32 million dinosaur began, uh, reporter Nick Veronica noted that it is possible to buy a life-size replica of Stan's skull from the Black Hills Institute of Geological Research in South Dakota, uh, which it was involved in the real Stan's excavation. You can buy the replica 
uh, for the skull for a much more reasonable $11,500. Yeah, I think that's probably what that is. You can get the full replica of the entire T-Rex for $120,000 if you want to. So did you, listen. Did you see the Rocks update, Preston? No. So he, that's what, he's confirming that. He bought a replica. He, okay. He did not buy the original stand. He's got million. a lot of money. Yeah, but he does. Yeah. Good. Spending $31 million right. on a skull, that's like billionaire territory. Yeah, so like a billion. He wrote that uh, Stan was auctioned off for uh, $31.8 million to an uh, anonymous buyer and was never seen again. So and I, would, I would imagine <laughs> that there's probably more... Uh, there's less care you would have to give to a replica. I'm yes. sure there are all sorts of things you would have to do to preserve a dinosaur, a fully intact T-Rex skeleton. Yep. I would love to have it. So would <laughs> like I. Like an actual one. Oh, my God. I, I don't want a replica because I don't want to spend a real that kind one. Of, I want a real one. You want the real deal? I, don't, I just don't have the money. Uh, Not now. No. I'm saving. Save, yeah. save, save. Uh, this kind of cool. Mick Fleetwood is teaming with Fox for a musical drama called 13 Songs. Uh, the Fleetwood Mac co-founder and Rock and Roll Hall of Famer will serve as an executive producer and contribute creative ideas and music for the drama, which has received a script order from Fox. Um, and 13 songs revolves around uh, a rock legend named Jasper Jones, who, with his band The Grift, once made music that spoke to a generation of Americans. Decades later, after being diagnosed with terminal cancer, Jasper is given only a few months to live... And as a final love letter to his fans, he reconnects with his band to write and record 13 final songs and leave his mark on the world. Sounds like a Warren Zevon story. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, I was thinking of uh, the guy from um, uh, the Canadian band. The, 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 um, Rush? No, 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 no. Uh, the one that was really, tragically like, hip. Like, tragically hip uh-huh. uh, and he had brain cancer. That's right, yeah. And they went on that last tour. Um, so the 13 songs arrives as Fox continues Look. to... Musical-driven scripted originals for its primetime roster. Uh, they pushed Monarch to fall in a bid to have the serialized country music drama air without interruption. Um, in success, music-driven scripted fare generates ancillary revenue from music and album sales as well. So they did yeah, that it's true. with Glee and Empire. Glee was huge. They had, like, tours and all that stuff. So if this hits, then they've got, you know, a big cash cow. There's so much that is on network primetime schedules that I have no interest in. So uh, when they at least try to do something scripted, it's sort of refreshing. Yep, exactly. All right, and then uh, one last thing. I bring this up uh, because Casey turned me on this guy. Former NBA player, podcaster, and social media star Rex Chapman. Yep. uh, Will have a new title to add to his list this spring as host on uh, CNN's new streaming service. Uh, CNN announced Tuesday that the weekly program will include uh, intimate conversations with athletes, entertainers, and everyday heroes as Chapman looks for the silver lining beyond today's toughest headlines. Uh, Chapman, an all-SEC shooting guard at Kentucky, was the number 8 overall pick in the 1988 NBA draft by the Charlotte Hornets. He went on to play 12 seasons with the Hornets, the Bullets, uh, the Heat, and Suns, averaging 14.6 points and and 2.5 rebounds per game. Uh, However, in the social media age, he's become an even bigger star, hosting his own podcast and amassing more than a million Twitter followers with his frequently humorous or heartwarming posts and retweets. A lot of the really fun uh, posts that I see on on Twitter when I rarely go on there now are courtesy of him. Uh, He also has been open about his uh, battle with opioid addiction. Uh, that started during his playing career, and a frequent uh, critic of politicians, especially those from his native Kentucky. Uh, his new show will begin when CNN launches its uh, CNN Plus service this spring, by the way. All right, we are ready to roll some clips. 
new installment in the Scream franchise with Scream 5 means new blood and a fresh cast of actors uh, to play them. Here, uh, Jenna Ortega talks about what it's like to join such an iconic series. Yeah, oh, definitely. It's like you cement yourself in Scream history, and I guess you could do that with any other way, but I know... I love doing horror, and I love a nice, gruesome death scene or such a major twist. And um, also be able to kind of follow that thread as you did every scene I and leave, like, nice things for audience members to maybe pick up on without making anything too obvious. I don't know. I just think there's so many different routes you could take. Scream 5 is in theaters now. Here is the next clip. Sophie and her close-knit group of friends are in the midst of figuring out who they are, what they want out of life, and how to fall in love and how I met your father. In this clip, Hillary Duff talks about her group of ride-or-die friends. I guess I've been I've been collecting since I was 12. Like, I have one since I was 12. And then I have, like, three others that have been, like, solid 10-year friends who would just know the ins and outs. You know, you feel differently when when you're around them because there's just that, that ease. So for me, it's definitely my pack of girlfriends. I don't, I don't want to, I don't think I want to see it. How I Met Your Father is streaming on Hulu now, by the way. And there you go. That's the entertainment report for I'd like to, uh, I'm sorry, Preston. Wednesday morning. Yes. I'd like to point out it is a gorgeous sunrise <laughs> right now. Yeah. I saw a little bit of the, uh, uh, of the color on the horizon and, uh, looks like we're going to get it for a little bit, but there's a layer of cloud. So if you get a chance to peek at it, do always, it now, always make, do it now. Do it now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Do it! it. Always uh, makes the uh, me now. the morning something a little special when you have a beautiful sunrise. Exactly. Preston, would you join me in watching the sunrise? We could sit on the hill, <laughs> smoke some weed, and uh, and watch the sun come. I up. could play with your gruesome feet. <laughs> My gruesome feet. Well, like oh, a I'm a hobby. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Forgot about that. <laughs> he was a foot model for crying out loud, Gandalf. <laughs> In the Shire. Yeah, yeah. I was a bit right, of a star. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me, man? All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We have a few guests and things to do today, so hang in there. We'll be your sidekick. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Geeter's going to be on with us a little bit later on this morning. Jerry Blavitt, uh, comedian Ben Glebe will be on. We're doing uh, Fox Good Day. We have a secret text word. There's a lot happening today. By the way, the secret text word, uh, tickets to see Zach Brown band. Uh, which are going to be playing August 26th, the BB&T Pavilion. Tickets go on sale this Friday, by the way. Uh, so if you text the word secret to 39333, uh, you might win tickets before they even go on sale. Nice. Pretty sweet deal. So I uh, saw this interesting uh, article uh, about uh, the bachelor lifestyle. I guess this would go for anyone. I love ba- you. Ba- no. no, not that. Oh. <laughs> no, like single Just regular man. bachelors. Living alone. Single man I'm alone. all by themselves. I love alone. Or a single woman all by themselves. But actually, I think I think in this study it says that uh, that women who live alone do better than men who live alone as far as happiness oh, really? goes. Yeah. You know, that's funny because I yeah. would have thought the other. Yeah, I, me too. I, I've known more. I've had a lot of good female friends, you know, non-sexual relationships throughout my life. Uh, and, um, I always found that when they were out of relationships and 
on their own, they were having a tougher time. Huh. That the 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 uh, the onus was on them, or at least they felt to get back into a relationship as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And I always took, you know, long breaks, you know, between relationships just to sort of clear the cleanse the palate, as it were. And I never had a problem being by myself. Right. Right. Uh, so research has previously shown that. Years of living alone can have harmful effects on a person's health, and a new study published Monday shows that at least one of those impacts may be particularly bad for men. Like what? Uh, The study looked at blood samples of uh, just under 5,000 participants from the Copenhagen Aging and Midlife Biobank to examine levels of inflammation. And according to the uh, leading researcher, uh, they said, we found a significant association between partnership breakups or years lived alone and inflammation, but for men only, uh, after adjustment for selected co-found, uh, uh, confounders. Uh, in women, we find no such effect. So huh. inflammation can happen in men from living alone, yet it doesn't affect women. What kind Isn't of inflammation are we talking about? In, 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 like physical. general. Like, like in your body? But that's yeah. like, I mean, that's got to be related to something. They're not just going to have inflammation. You got like, all sorts it, of inflammation going on. But maybe it's like stress or, or whatever, or I guess loneliness maybe can cause it. Constipation? Uh, constipation. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Inflammation. Fortification. Master, well, you know, so yeah, so anyhow, yeah, um, yeah, you're never alone if you have a hand. The <laughs> uh, the study, this is, this is Debbie, the study, uh, published in uh, didn't um, didn't uh, uh, Jackson Brown have a song called Rosie or something like oh, that? Oh, was it about his, about his, yeah, his, his, his favorite his, hand, his pleasuring hand, no. I, perhaps uh, you know what, you'll have yeah, to we'll check on that. I don't know if it was called Rosie, it was but, either that or. Jerry Vale. <laughs> no, it was definitely Jackson Brown. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he wrote a song about pleasuring yourself. It, it won't be in the system. Somebody's going to have yeah. to research online. I, I doubt why. It was, so a, it was a deep pretender. cut. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's your left hand. I'm pretending it's a woman. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, Rosie. Yeah. Uh, Nick, see if you can pull up the lyrics. Hey, here, here we, we go. go. All right. May I read this? Yeah. yeah. She was standing at the load-in when the trucks rolled up. She was sniffing all around like a half-grown female pup. She was hard to talk to. looked like she had nowhere to go, so I gave her a pass and uh, so she could get in and see the show. Well, I sat her down right next to me, and and I got her a beer. Well, I mixed that sound on the stage so the band could hear. The The more I watched her watch them play. See, I thought I had heard it was about his hand. It doesn't uh, sound like it. And no, but me. Oh, oh, and uh, third lyric in. And right. I love to use my hand to pleasure myself. No, but Rosie, you're all right. You wear my ring when you hold me there tight. Rosie, that's my thing. When you turn out the light, uh, I got to hand it to me. Yeah, um, looks like it's me and you again tonight, Rosie. That's it. So that there you go, that's money shot. That he might have been referring because to what? his own hand. Where's my ring? Yeah, right. You know? But the, isn't that like Rosie Palm and her five sisters yes. or something yeah, like that's, that? That's exactly. that's it. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Huh. Well, anyhow, uh-huh. uh huh. So they said we found um, uh, the study published in the journal BMJ looked at uh, both years living alone. And number of breakups because the end of significant relationships are often followed by periods of living alone, the researchers wrote. Looking only at divorces were not sufficient uh, to track loss okay. of partnerships because of the growing number of people who have significant relationships but do not marry, according to the study. So how, what was the longest you were ever alone as a bachelor? Living alone. Yes. Living, living not at home. Right. On by my yourself. Uh, own. With uh, your Rosie. 
Let's see, 1992. Uh-huh. Well, I guess, yeah, the first person I ever lived with was Rochelle. Yeah. Uh, so I lived alone from 1992, so six years. Yeah. Yeah, about six years, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had but perhaps phases in and out between relationships over the course of years. Yeah, maybe more than that, you know. I felt like I did bachelor life pretty well. I did too. There, I was definitely lonely at times when I was not seeing someone. Yeah. Uh, so I do remember being sad. That's when you draw the eyes on your hand. <laughs> yes. Rosie, Rosie, you are so bad. Hey, Preston. <laughs> How's it going tonight? Yeah. Uh, a, I like you. Uh, connection between I like you too. <laughs> Rosie, that feels good. Don't forget to warn me. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You did it again. God damn it. I got it all in my fingers. That's in my hair. Oh, you're such a pig. <laughs> you love it, Rosie. Are you looking at my sister? <laughs> Lefty? Uh, a connection between feeling lonely and adverse health impacts uh, have, have been well uh, documented. Yeah, uh, um, I would say that to this point, Preston, and this is a bigger point too. And obviously, the 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 past two years plus uh, have um, sort of brought this into the light. Getting good at spending time alone, of having things to do, mm-hmm. and then having you know diversions and interests. That's that's something that. Uh, you know, you, you kind of have to teach yourself how to do. Yes, you do. It'll, it'll serve you well in life. You most definitely have to learn how to do it. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, the, this study strengthens the link experts have seen between the nervous system and inflammation, which is a, a significant contributor to, contributor to heart disease, they said. Oh, you're all inflamed. Uh, the women who participated in the study did not show as strong an association between living alone or many breakups and inflammation. Uh, and they noted that might be... Uh, partly be a result of the smaller number of female participants compared to males involved in the study. So uh, who knows that maybe they didn't study enough women. The- Kathy, how was your single game? If you when you were, I I never I never lived alone. Oh, I, I really? went to college and I had tons of roommates. I moved I moved from home to college and yeah. then after college I moved back home, and then from there I got married. Do you think you would fare well? Living, I mean, back then, or is it? I can't even. I can't like to me. I it's not. I can't even think about. You know what I mean? Like, I think you would. I think you what that I would do well. Yeah, yeah. I think like you're pretty self sufficient at this point in your life, and like uh, you have all sorts of activities and uh, things. Yeah, you would keep yourself busy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah because you figure during the day. I mean, I'm alone all day after the show. So not that you know I live alone. I know it's different, but yeah, like I never sit down. Is it kind of depressing though if you're the last person when they flick on the lights at Floral and Hardy? Mm -hmm. (laughs) No. Oh, are you kidding? Closing time, Steve. I've closed that place down. It's like last call. They gotta... I just love activities. Uh, <laughs> they, they have to give me a last call when I'm there. Time to go, ma'am. I, I have found... We're out of delightful things. <laughs> Kathy, I have found at this age in my life, I, like, I need to be doing something all the mm. time. Oh, really? Like, I, yes. I My idle time, I, I don't look forward to. Like, I'll sit down for a little You mean time bit. you watch American Idol? Uh, no, no, not no, that uh, idle time. IDLE. Oh. And, and, and I'm like... I can't just sit here. Like, you, I need to go. I need to go play my drums, or I need to work on something. something. But is that because you don't want that, like just sitting there time, or is it because you're going to fall asleep? Because for me, I can't sit down because I'll fall asleep. Um, maybe, and also there's. Uh, I guess there's, like, I'm not that. 
I, I don't like to sit and watch TV. You yeah, know what same. I mean? You yep. sit and watch a movie, though. You, you, I'll sit and you, watch you'll movie. binge shows. Yeah. You've certainly said that you've sat there for hours and watched shows. I like to do that with someone else. I okay. like to do that. Like, if there's something that Rochelle and I will watch together, yes. then I'm I'm in. But I don't like to be I don't like to be alone and sitting there watching TV. I, don't I can know do why. that. No, yeah. No, I, I've, I've, I've actually, yeah, I'm yeah. very good at that because a lot of the stuff... I watch my my wife would just die. No. She lied to me though when we were dating and said she was into a lot of this stuff. <laughs> she wasn't. And then I found out it was the icicle scene in Die Hard Two when he jams the guy's <laughs> head up, and she like nearly died. And I said, "Wait a second, you don't you're not that. into this, are you? It's all but a ruse." So back to this study and inflammation and being single. The the average age of those uh, studied was 54.5 years old, and it's possible that the uh, impacts of the breakups and years lived alone would have continued uh, as the participants aged. So loneliness has been linked to reductions in health, well uh, being. Uh, I'm sorry, to well being and cognition. But living alone does not always mean being lonely. In yes. recent years, research has shown that more people are not married and are living alone, and yet data revealed that loneliness decreased. From age fifty to about the mid seventies, so thanks to dementia. That no, 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 that's a good thing. So people are finding things to keep them occupied, uh, a diverse social network, as well as a sense of control over one's own life, had a significant impact on how lonely a person felt. For some, being single can actually be even an advantage. They seem okay. So no. it's not a doom and gloom here. Nope. It's just the way you process it. So the key differences between happy singles and unhappy singles beer. generally beer. No, generally depended upon whether they internalized stereotypes about being single or shrug them off. Yes, I can see that. Some happy single solitude was also offset by procuring uh, exciting experiences such as traveling or finding new hobbies. Uh, they use their time alone to replenish themselves and be more empowered by focusing on themselves in these moments. I think probably maybe the hardest time to be single is when the people around you are uh, starting families and things yep, like yep. that. Uh, because that becomes their life, their focus, mm-hmm. and maybe their their time is going to be limited to spend socially with you. It can muck up things. And that can be kind of hard. So here's a text from someone that says, I'm a 38-year-old woman, have been single and live alone since 2014, and it's the best thing I've ever done for myself. <laughs> there you wow. go. All right. So good there for you. Go. So you figured it out. That's awesome. Congratulations. So, yeah, I, I would think that that would be the most difficult time. But I don't have any, you know, research to back that up. That's just experience. I'll give you a grant if you want to conduct it. Please, please do. <laughs> um, now, so keep that in mind. If you're, if you're single and uh, and and happiness is is what you're looking for, it can be attained. Or just uh, you know, do a little bit of research yeah. and see what you can find. And out use your there. hand. Uh, and use your hand, please, regularly. Rosie. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, speaking of happiness and finding something to do. Uh, according to this study, selling something that you made with your own hands can bring you much more than money. Researchers from several universities found selling self-made products increases individuals' happiness beyond any economic returns from sales. Oh, I could see that because you yeah. see the accomplishment right in front of you. You did that. You made it. And yeah. now somebody wants it. And somebody wants it. I yeah. um, would love to start woodworking, Kath, and start making things with my hands. Dude, and, yeah. talk to John DeBell. I know. I that's know. What, that's what John 
does with his time now. In fact, it's becoming overwhelming to him. Like yeah. so many people want his woodworking. Stuff. So he's 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 doing he's building furniture and things of that nature. Mainly, no, like, mainly cutting boards, cutting but, boards, but not just a flat board, right? Like, like custom shapes, inlays and stuff. Yeah, things yeah. with yeah, yeah, things with inlays and and uh, and little uh, little indents and and uh, areas that, that you can that you can u- that are useful for cutting boards. Yeah. I, I want to order one from him. I don't, yeah. need but one, he's though. so overwhelmed oh, no with uh, with orders. I'm, I would be. I, I'm. I don't want to intrude. Good yeah. for John. That that is yeah. a cool thing to to get involved with. I, I I told you a while ago that I wanted to do some of that. I started building some coat racks and things like that. And it's, right. It is fun. It, the problem is that um, you need the time to do well, it. Yeah. You need the time. You need the full time job. Yeah, yeah. You also you need the tools and stuff like that. And then I need the place, and I, so I don't have the <laughs> the tools, yeah. the space to put these tools yet. Uh, I do have like a, a part of my basement, but like I want to build bigger things, like uh, tables. You, and, can't, you can't just put like a table yeah. saw on your mother's kitchen in the basement. No, I can't do that right now. Um, but I have been uh, become obsessed, Preston, with uh, on on. Uh, Instagram Reels, these people are building these epoxy tables. Are you seeing these? There's no. amazing tables that they have like two pieces of wood on the sides and then they pour this epoxy in the middle. My sister-in-law does. Um, she doesn't do the tables case. She uh-huh. does like little tiles and like she'll make um, Out of li- epoxy or wood? Uh, epoxy. Okay. And so like she'll, you can like hang it on the wall or huh. she makes magnets you put it on the refrigerator. Marissa? Casey, there is a brand and I have to find it because they make those epoxy tables but they put a Star Wars setting Well that's in there. what I was going to say. So I saw one with Star Wars in yes. there. Uh, Blue Angels like yes. you can you can put like little figurines or whatever in the middle middle of the epoxy and then you, you you kind of pour it over it oh yeah it's just awesome i've seen those, like, those that's what i wanted yeah those are really really cool mm-hmm. and you'd like to be able to do that yourself yeah um you've got a garage right you guys park cars in there mm, no we park uh, a whole bunch of junk and stuff clean yeah. that junk out yeah, clean that crap yeah. out make your uh make your workshop in there yeah yeah i, I rather put it in the basement i have a uh, an unfinished part of the basement well would, would you I gotta clean the junk would you enjoy selling it once you built it yeah all right well, yeah. That, so that's what i was gonna say you guys know i make jewelry yes and when you design something like for me when i design something and like it, when it's finished and i look at it i'm like this is so nice you know and then for somebody to purchase it or want it or even just a compliment it really it, it, it's like a stress reliever sitting and wait, there and it's, making it's it. selling right i mean people do because yeah, sure so you like you designed all that stuff you make that stuff yeah i'm yeah so i started out with another company um and she helped me get started and she was making it for me and then um it got to be you know she has her own company yeah. she has her own jewelry line uh-huh. so it started to get uh, uh. It was, she was too busy so um yeah i took like a couple of classes i looked on you know, I, I watched some YouTube videos. I talked to her. I talked to other people in the industry. And, um, yeah, and they sort of helped me. And so, yeah, so the stuff that I have now, I make. That's you pretty make cool. Them, you make them one at a time? Yeah. By, by your own hand? Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't God. know that. Yeah, like I cut the, the chains and, the, like, Damn. the bracelet. Yeah, I have oh, to go, go and... Damn. Caroline makes jewelry. She does yeah. that a lot. So. Really? Yeah. So you act, what, what's the name of your, it's, it's the Catherine Caroline. Caroline. Collection, right. yeah. Collection. Okay. Uh, all right. So do you have any, uh, ever have any trouble creating something and then selling it because uh, you've put a lot of effort into it and uh, creative energy into it and then. Don't want to sell it? Parting with it? Oh, absolutely. Like I'll keep one. I was keeping one for myself yep. each time and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. You don't wear all of this. Right. And so I had to let yeah. stuff go. But there's like, um, last night I, I just made one and I was like, okay, I love this. I'm going to keep one of these. My so girlfriend goes through the, the same thing, and, you know, she's an artist, and so she'll put a lot of time and effort and creative energy into something, create it, and then sell it, and it's cool seeing it to uh, go to a good home. Yeah. But, like, actually parting with something you've created uh, can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine Mono Collection uh, should have a Caroline 
Okay. Oh, and, I, and it could be care, stuff that she made. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't Do you guys like, want to collab? Yes. Well, you should. Okay. should. Because your stuff is, is really, really nice. And, and, and Caroline's could be on the alt side of things. Because she's got like a really cool flavor to her. Right, right. That is not this. But, like, why not have an alt line to what you have? Right. I, I, we didn't do this off the air. I said I wanted to, but I need to, like, find her on social media. I can't find her. Oh, Caroline? Yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, set yeah. you up with that. Uh, by the way, she made some shoes. I showed you those, right? Yes. Yeah, she made she's so stitching cool. uh, webs on shoes. Do you have any desire to... to, um, no. to no, I do not either. Here's what I was going to say, because, <laughs> like, when they... When you see, I have none. Uh, like a, like a first Friday event, yeah. or something like that, and 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 the sellers have all their tents and stuff set yes, up. Yes, it looks exciting. It's I'm great. Like, Yay, let's go! Yeah. And then I walk by. Oh, it's the same stuff I saw last time. Every time, same thing. You know, if melt you... melted uh, wine bottles. Yes, or as your cheese display. Yeah, yeah. You know, and oh, and hanging like chairs. And yeah, it's yeah. All, now all listen. I, very rarely do I find something original. And it's listen. It's great that they're working hard and, yeah. and doing that stuff. But sometimes you stumble across something. But a lot of times it's the same. You got to find places, uh, and that's the. If you go to street fairs often, and, I, and I'll go with uh, Claire, and we'll, we'll check them out. And I find them interesting. And you know, sometimes you get some good stuff. Yeah. But there is a lot of similarity in what is being offered in those things. And mm-hmm. I think they they kind of purchase it and resell it. But to make something and sell it. You know, I'm good for you, Kathy. I didn't realize you were making that yeah. stuff. Press, I saw something, and this had to have been four years ago, um, in Wildwood at one of those little markets, and I'm so mad that I didn't buy it because I've, I haven't was seen it. Was it a garage light? No, I haven't seen it. No, I bought one of those, Steve. I haven't seen it since. No, it's just, it's something silly. It's a, it's something you, you put out at like a picnic or like a barbecue or whatever, but it's a little mini picnic table, yeah. right? And you, and so it's Phillies or Eagles yeah. or Flyers or whatever. And they have like holes where the ketchup and mustard bottles go into, and another little thingy. And so it it the thing is a picnic table, but it's a caddy. Oh, okay. a sounds adorable! It, oh my god, it's great. That's, That's why whenever you go to a little boutique or a mm-hmm. street fair and you see something and you're wondering whether you should buy it, buy it. Yeah, because you I always just, have that. It, it's not you'll like, never find it. You never find it again. Yeah. I you know. A lot of those people are miserable. I they're very, that. very sad. Well, very they, sad. They're bartering all what day What do I long. do for a living? I make tiny, <laughs> stupid tables at Old Ketchup. There was That's what I do. I was in Wildwood, and, and they yeah. have that, the, the street fairs there. And I walked to this guy, and he had these neon signs. Yeah. I, we have a broken neon sign. I want to get it yeah. I walked up to him. I go, I go, hi, I'm sorry. Yeah, do you guys do repair work as well? He goes, what do you want? And I go, uh-huh. I go well, we have this Coca-Cola sign. He goes, Chinese, no. And I was like, yo, oh. I was like, yikes, hear me out for a second here, dude. Maybe you can point me in the right direction. He's I'm just sorry. Like, he's like, Chinese, no. I've been in neon for 20 years. <laughs> I hear the hum of it in my sleep. But a I'm lot dying of- inside. <laughs> I wanted to get into tiny tables that hold ketchup and mustard. No, that market's flooded. Yeah. Uh, I wanted a condiment table. Uh People have found the little uh, uh, caddy for you. I don't want to buy it online. I want to buy it from the person who made it. Okay. You, know you, you want their stink no. on it. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> but anyway. You don't know what I mean? I just no, I'd buy it online if I want. Yeah, if you want. Buy it. Yeah. What do you mean, Casey? If, if you go, like any of those Etsy sites, they're all making Okay, that. if it was Etsy, uh, I would buy it off We saw Etsy. Etsy. Uh, oh, because uh, yeah, I saw the Amazon one. one. Yeah. I, that's what I, my eyes immediately okay, went to you Amazon. Don't want, yeah. All right. Here's some calls coming in. I'm going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Hello. What's up, dude? <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, listening to what you were talking about. Uh, I live in the East Hall section, but uh, Manny Unk on Umbria Street, it's right across the street from the Ivy Ridge train station. Yep. There's a big woodworking shop there. 
They got private classes. They have group classes. I haven't been there personally, but I had a couple of friends that went there for like a couple of years. I, 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 I know what you're talking about. There are all yeah. sorts of places like that in Maniunk. There's glass blowing and and, uh, yeah. and a wrought iron... Um, Glass blowing is so, cool. That is an art form right there. And, yeah, and there's well, a really great... Uh, thanks, my Dave. neighbor was doing, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, my friend Phil, neighbor, uh, and was doing great stuff. And, and it's it, it was sort of very zen and very relaxing. It's, you know, yeah. it's cool. Let me go to Brett. Similar type of thing. Hi, Brett. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I don't know why you guys are bothering me at work. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, man. We owe you one. <laughs> What's up? Um, uh, Casey, I have a woodworking shop right around the corner from your house. I'm in Newtown Square. You're, I think you're in Broomall somewhere, but yeah. um, uh, I have a woodworking shop. Anytime you want to come up and learn how to use some Do it. Yeah. No, I will. Do it. What street are you on? Uh, I'm on Winding Way in Newtown Square oh. over by the new McDonald's where they're building all those uh, new condos back there. No, just put me on hold. I'll give my cell phone number to somebody. He can just call me. All right, there okay. you go. Hang on one second, Casey, Brett. when you leave, you can drop by McDonald's. He said new McDonald's. There's no new McDonald's. Get, back, get him back on the line. Where is there a new McDonald's? Hang on. Okay. I think he's that's, talking about the old McDonald's. That's the big settle, issue here. Settle down. Yeah. Brett... No, I said the new Wawa in Newtown Square. I didn't say McDonald's. You did say you McDonald's. You said McDonald's. Yeah. Did I say McDonald's? <laughs> you were thinking yeah. Wawa and you said McDonald's. He's <laughs> right, busy right. at work. We bothered him. <laughs> sorry, yeah. about sorry, sorry, you, sorry to bother you. Here's a man <laughs> trying to open up his wood shop to you. Yeah. Hang on, Brett. Uh, hang on. Somebody wants to help me out. I'm going to go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, Dave? Yay! Hey, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Yo, what, uh, what, what can we do you for? Well, you guys got the uh, Coca-Cola sign. We'll, we'll fix that for you. We'll wow. We'll fix the outside. Chinese. Chinese. Ah, no, American. <laughs> you don't understand. Chinese, no. um, Dave, uh, what, what's the name of your business? Uh, Martino Signs. We're the guys we uh, took the tower signage down. Oh, yeah. I think we talked to, did we talk to you, Dave, last time when the uh, sign was yeah. coming down? Oh, well, we, well, I've been with you guys a few times with Lenny Dykstra. And All right, man, cool. Time. Dave, can, can you make a, a neon Lenny Dykstra? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lenny, Dykstra, yeah. Your yeah. Lenny Dykstra, <laughs> this, neon his teeth, his teeth shooting out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, Dave, will you email me, uh, Preston, at WMMR.com? Sure, sure. Awesome. Absolutely. And, and I'll reach back out to you. Time. Thanks, bud. I appreciate neon it. Neon is cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see you. Um, okay, cool. Well, thank you. I didn't uh, expect that to happen. Um, let me go to, hang on, Casey. Here's somebody who does that epoxy thing you were talking about. It's Taz. Oh, okay. Hey, Taz, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> What's up, buddy? I listen to you guys all the time. That's Taz with an H because my name's Thomas. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, so what's uh, up, man? What's up, Taz? I'm over here in Essington. I do driftwood. I go down by the river, and I, I put the epoxy resin on it with color. Yeah. And you can put anything you want. I have gold flakes, silver flakes. Um, I also do organite, which is a healing uh, energy, uh, saying pyramids and... and uh, really? Penance, but but the uh, the thing is with the, with the uh, driftwood is you don't have to carve it or have a laser and mowing machine. Right. You can find very interesting pieces. Oh yeah, but, but, and then you can you, you can just do so many different. I do I get I get some really interesting pieces and uh, yeah I don't I don't sell my stuff but I get a lot of joy as you were saying. Okay. giving my stuff away. I was I was curious about uh, whether whether you you know like set up shop or anything like that. But you give those away as gifts. That's pretty like cool, man. Driftwood earrings. Yeah, I, I mostly give all my stuff away. I give I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. People, you know, if somebody <laughs> likes something that I did, I immediately yeah. give it to them. Do you them. like my earrings? <laughs> give me a driftwood. Good for you, man. Thanks for calling in, bud. Well, uh, you know, I was saying it's an easier way than you know working with a milling machine or work. You know, no, you're right. Driftwood can be really really amazing. And I, I always 
I think that stuff's cool. When, when, thanks for your call, by the way. Appreciate it, bud. When, when we're out on the beach and I see yeah. driftwood, I'll go over and take a look at it because it does come mm-hmm. up in interesting shapes. Keep some epoxy in your pocket. And make an earring out of one. Just <laughs> what? <laughs> I found it on the beach. Somebody texted and said the epoxy is really expensive. It's like 60 bucks a gallon. Or Holy hell. I think you need to be yeah. careful with it, too. Like, um, like You're not supposed to drink it. Don't drink well, it. No, my sister-in-law has to wear like masks and stuff like that when she works with it. I believe, yeah. I would absolutely. Can you I rub believe. that on your bottle? <laughs> Kathy, somebody suggests you should make and and I and really should a Kathy Romano nipple ring that uh, that says, yes that person commented on my post K-R. yesterday. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. Heard it yesterday. Thank you. Listen, I uh, this is me saying it so no one can accuse us of plug all. But uh, I was very impressed with what you have on your. Uh, I agree. On, on your line, I would I would check it out. Yeah, oh, Kathy, that big, uh, that big she can't promote it, but dark, we will. That big dark pendant, that uh, yeah. rectangular thing, I thought that was cool looking. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. the uh, subtle perfection necklace, Preston. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, do you have to come up with these names? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, uh, subtle perfection. Well, and you know what? I was like coming up with all of these names, and I'm like, this is so much. So now there's some that are like beaded bracelets. Now for the Kathy Romano collection, <laughs> subtle perfection. Please make uh, maroon glaze. Well, so, yes, I know. That I I do need to find something that is that color and Lick use it for butt. sure. <laughs> Lick the butt. Lick the butt. Lick the ass. That one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got to yeah. take a break. Oh! Yeah. We're going on Fox Good Day in just a moment. I forgot about that. Thank you guys for your calls. Appreciate that. You know what? We'll have to. There are people that are, that are calling in that do stuff with Etsy, and I'm curious about that stuff. And maybe we can get to that another time. Yes. Uh, because that is a whole... I, I do like Etsy. There's some cool yeah. stuff on there. All right. Well, listen. we got to take a break. But thank you for your calls. We'll come back in a moment. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day and the B-File when we return. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's, it's not fancy. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. So, we've got about a minute and a half or so before we go live on Fox Good Day this morning. I will remind you, we have a chance for you to win tickets to see uh, the Zach Brown Band. Uh, who's going to be performing August 26th at BB&T Pavilion. Uh, tickets don't go on sale this Friday, so we have your opportunity to grab these before they go on sale. And I hear nothing but great things about the show he puts on. We were talking about it earlier. So uh, text word secret to 39333. Have you ever gone to a concert just to see the opening band by any chance? Wow. Because that's yeah, how I you know ended what? up. I did. Yeah. Believe it or not, I went to see an opening, uh, uh, an acapella group called Take Six. They were opening for Al Jarreau. Uh-huh. And we stayed and <clears throat> ended up watching Al Jarreau, and he was amazing. But, yes, that was a one time I only went for the opening act only. Yeah, so I went to see Zach Brown, but I went there because the Avid Brothers were opening, and, uh-huh. and I ended up staying for Zach Brown. And I was like, this is pretty great. I love it when that yeah. happens. I went a few weeks ago. I went to see um, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies at the Met. They were opening up for Flogging Molly and Violent Femmes. <laughs> wow. And I really wanted to see Me First and the Gimme Gimmies and Violent Femmes, and I 
could, I lasted two songs through Flag and Molly. I was like, nah, I yeah, have my I'm thing. done. Yeah, <laughs> and then after college, we had gone to, uh, my friends were like, hey, you want to go see Guster? I was like, who the hell is Guster? They're like, oh, they're opening up for, G- uh, for George Clinton. Wait, I was like, is, hang on, you give me a thumbs up. What does that mean? We're ready. Oh, we're on? Yeah, we're not on yet, but we're ready. Oh, okay. I don't know what that means. Hello? Oh, maybe. Oh, hey, hey, guys, hey, we can hear you. Hey. Sorry. We're good. We're we couldn't good. hear you. It's better than another finger up. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for the thumbs up. Preston. <laughs> uh, Preston, Steve, everybody over there at MMR. Uh, somebody did some research uh, about masks that we're all wearing during COVID. And a certain color, they say it makes men more attractive Ooh. to other people. Mm. So... I guess you could start getting, now I'll tell you here on the set here on TV, I've switched totally to a, a black mask. Okay. Um, Karen is using the rainbow okay. thing. Mm-hmm. What are you guys using? I have my mask. I got it right here. I've, I, I wear a Beatles mask. Oh, nice. That's uh, cool. Okay. I, I, I have a bunch of different, mm-hmm, like, I've got uh, Queen and, and uh, one of my favorite bands, Rush, and, and so okay. I have a lot of musical ones. Mine's black uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh. I have, like, a navy blue tie-dye. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so we, go, okay. we have a variety of patterns. Nick has a solid black N95 mask. Yeah, this and one works pretty good, and you can actually talk through it pretty Casey. well into the mic. And Casey's wearing the Preston and Steve uh, yeah. mask that we have. Oh, this yeah. Right. yeah. around the office. Yep. The, these are not considered the sexiest, though, are, are they? Hot? No, the sexiest for men is the very common aqua-colored surgical mask. What? The ones yeah. that you can see strewn about the beaches and riverbanks. Yeah. at grocery store <laughs> yeah. uh, parking lots lot, thrown yeah. all over uh, the place. I think those are cheap-looking. I think yeah. those are stupid-looking. Huh. Is it the color? What is it's it? It's the color. But it's so common. Like, I can take notice when there's a different color or there's something cool about it. I'm like, ooh, what's yeah, that? Yeah, like all yours. Yeah. You got to find that happy medium. So you, the, the N95 is the one that they say is the, really the only one that works. But if you want, you do like a fashion thing maybe and get like halfway there. Like, a, do they make blue? N95 and that powder blue? That, that The only... In '95s that I've seen are black yeah. and white. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, those yeah. are loser colors. Yeah, they're not sexy. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> loser. Loser. Uh, oh, hold on. I had something I was going. What, 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 oh God, I lost. My... <laughs> okay. He, oh, he lost his train of thought. Oh, it's okay. I get that way too. <laughs> I've given up on the cloth ones. I used to, in the beginning, I was buying all kinds of colors and oh, yeah. designs and all kinds of cool things. Wait. And now I'm just like, give me the black surgical ones and I just wear the same one, you know. You know, you're time. supposed to get rid of them. You know, you're supposed to go through them. That's the issue, too. You can't wear them for too long. Yeah. I, I, I have cleaned this one. Not at all. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, you're Wash them. But it sticks to his face. I wish I washed. I've not washed a single one. You're supposed to. So, no. Listen, I heard a doctor say. And I say, kiss hobos. You're supposed to uh, You're supposed to wash them like you would wash your underwear. You wear them one day and you wash it. Uh, what? Can you yeah. Febreze but it? But your underwear is no, on your Alex. butt. <laughs> <laughs> Just Febreze it or something. Did you see the guy on the airplane the other day wore underpants? Or I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he wore a thong. Woman's thong. <laughs> thong. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes I'll dress up in scrubs and just walk around Philadelphia and try to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm a freelance proctologist. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Hey, it's right. Wednesday, January the And they do make blue N95s. Uh, oh, they do? There you go. Yeah. Okay. So apparently women, nice. that, that study was that women found men in the blue masks to be more attractive. And mm-hmm. I think, honestly, there's probably been a fair amount of people who have benefited 
from having half of their face obscured, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, bu- you know, with these masks on. But uh, yeah, the blue mask apparently was the color that most women found intriguing and mysterious. If a guy was wearing it, <laughs> there have it. been times where I've seen uh, a woman with a uh, with the mask on, and I have focused in on their eyes yes. and gone, "Wow, I bet." Underneath that, the beauty continues. You know what I mean? Eyes are the windows of the vagina. It is. Yeah. Yes. A lot of people don't oh know that. Oh, my. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, we need to do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Squeezed.com, the best juice cleanse on the market. You can lose inches, drop pounds, feel great, and sleep better. Mm. Uh, now free shipping with the code RADIO at checkout. Uh, a pastor at a mega church based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, apologized on Twitter for rubbing his spit on a member of his church as captured in a viral video. This was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Uh, Kathy, you would freak I out. Would- Die. Yeah. Pastor Michael Todd, who is one of the lead pastors at Transformation Church, said in a video that his demonstration during a sermon was disgusting and a distraction after watching back footage from the service. He said, I was trying to make the word come alive. Oh, God. Um, and <laughs> <With> spit. <laughs> he had spit on his hand twice before rubbing a man's face on stage in front of congregants. Uh, just before spitting on his hand, Todd had said, Receiving vision from God might get nasty. Uh, The man on stage next to Todd was identified as his brother, uh, Brentum Todd. Uh, In the video, there's an audible gasp from the audience to which Todd responds, How you just reacted is how the people in your life will react when God is doing what it takes for the miracle. You must be out of your goddamn mind. Where's the connection? Mm -mm. He doesn't even... He's riffing. He's riffing. (laughs) Todd's apology came after... Kind of makes you appreciate the guys with the Learjets now. After... <laughs> <laughs> Todd's apology came after negative reactions to the initial video, which spread across Spits the internet. not working. Spit's not working. I need something else. I'm going to piss on you. <laughs> uh, he said, it's never my intention to distract others from God's word and the message of Jesus, even with illustrations. He said, I apologize for my example being too extreme and disgusting. I love everybody. Some social media posters pointed out how Todd's actions might be especially unwise during a pandemic. No. Uh, In the follow-up video, Todd says that he hopes that people who saw the viral video will watch the rest of the message to hear the points that he was making. See the forest for the trees. Hong Kong authorities said uh, Tuesday that they will kill about 2,000 small animals, including hamsters and chinchillas. This is so sad. After several tested positive for the coronavirus at a pet store where an employee was also infected. Can't they just send them home from work? The city will also stop the sale of hamsters and the import of small mammals, according to officials from the Agricultural Fisheries and Conservation Department. The pet shop employees tested positive for the Delta variant on Monday. And several hamsters imported from the Netherlands at the store tested positive as well. Couldn't you send them to like a, like create a hamster island? Animals do not appear to play a significant role in spreading the coronavirus, but Hong Kong authorities said that they are not ruling out uh, transmission between animals and humans. Uh, They said we cannot exclude the possibility that the shopkeeper was in fact actually infected from the hamster. Uh, Minks are the only known animals to have caught the virus from people and spread it back. Uh, this is a wild video. Steve sent this to me. A Russian stuntman 
has returned just four months after breaking his spine as he flew through a minibus at 50 miles an hour in a highly dangerous new stunt. I encourage you to look for this video. The draw-jopping uh, video shows Daredevil uh, Evigny Chebatarev uh, move like a bullet through the Mercedes Sprinter with its front and rear cut open. The 30-year-old had laid perched on top of a wooden breakaway frame, which the minibus rammed into, and it was he was positioned where he would go right through the front windshield. Oh, yeah. And so he goes through it, through the front, and out the back. Uh, it's crazy, because they have video from inside the van. <laughs> it's and insane! And it, it looks like he's just flying. Yes! And uh, there are passengers in it! Yeah, there's people sitting in there. So he oh said God. of his latest escapade that it was the first flight in the world through a minibus. Uh, he hurtled through the... Congratulations. Yeah. The, <laughs> he, he broke his spine doing it. Okay, why... Okay. <laughs> why not take out the freaking windshield, you moron? Oh, oh, the windshield's did. out. No, yeah. then what, the, what, the, what is he... It's, de, it's debris. Oh, debris. Yeah. It's debris okay. from the, uh, the, the frame that he was sitting on. Oh, okay. he, he didn't want to be reckless. Yeah, so uh, he clipped his foot on the rim of, of the open windshield... Uh, but was uninjured thanks to wearing motorcycle boots, or at least his feet weren't injured. They they say this is going to be applied to medical science. He got rave reviews from fans. Uh, in September, he feared that he had suffered life-changing injuries when he had successfully flew over a river in a BMW 5 E34, but had a hard landing. He said, I will struggle to live a fulfilling life, he said post uh, uh, from the hos- in a post from the hospital. But the landscaper turned stuntman. <laughs> okay, well, that makes sense. Made a miraculous recovery. I'm tired of landscaping. And said, yes, I broke my spine, but I grew only stronger. I become st- That which does not kill me makes stronger. Wow. Now, please drive over me in van. One last story. This one's messed up, man. A drunk priest in India allegedly killed a man during an animal sacrifice for the Sankranti celebrations on Sunday. Local news got outlets, it all wrong. Local news outlets reported the incident happened by mistake. The victim, a 35-year-old man named Suresh, was holding the goat meant for sacrifice. The accused, named Chalapathy, was supposed to carry out the animal sacrifice and cut the goat's head off. Or, or at least, yeah, at least to cut his throat. <laughs> However, the priest ended up using the knife to cut the throat of Suresh oh, instead. I didn't read the instructions. Uh, several local reports uh, uh, said that the victim was beheaded. I kind of doubt that. But yeah. uh, the United News of India uh, reported that Suresh left behind his wife and two children. The sacrifice happened as part of the animal festival uh, Kanuma, which happens on the third day of Sankranti. Uh, it was organized at a local temple uh, dedicated to the patron goddess of Andhra Pradesh. According to the police, uh, Chalapathy was drunk at the time of the sacrifice, missed his target. Suresh was bleeding profusely and rushed to the hospital where he was declared dead. You have to be flailing like a madman to be that far off course. Uh, In India, unnecessary pain or harm inflicted on animals is punishable offense. However, this does not include the sacrificing of animals during religious festivals. The sacrificing of animals in Hinduism, however, is gradually becoming unpopular. Instead, they're playing Wordle. You know, they're taking a step back. And that is what I have 
in the bizarre file for you right now. Um, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. We're going to do, we're testing something. Oh, yeah. With Kathy Romano. Mm. As as honest a medical experiment as that guy who flew through the van. Yeah, just yeah. as close as that to medicine yeah. as that guy. We're doing research. But but we're going to try something out on Kathy. A little, little in-studio test when we return, so don't miss it. We'll be right back. Did you hear about the TSA at the Philly airport? They stopped a woman who was trying to smuggle knives onto a plane by hiding them inside a Darth Vader teddy bear. Worse was not with her. This crazy story and a lot more on the latest Bizarre File podcast, available now on PrestonandSteve.com. Well, if you guys didn't know, Kathy had the Rona. She got past it. Uh, but there are some lingering effects. Yes. And a lot of people have uh, dealt with this lack of taste thing. Would it be safe to say that it licked her ass? I think it licked her ass. <laughs> now, if you don't know about that, she had uh, texted someone that it kicked her ass and accidentally typed in licked her ass. And this wasn't a close personal friend either. It was more of a uh, casual relationship. I love it. Took it to another level. But uh, so your your sense of taste at what point, because listen, when you when you get a cold, when you get the flu, it's standard that that happens, but it doesn't linger afterwards. So did this happen at the onset of uh, symptoms or did this happen later on? No. So I was like a few days into okay. having COVID and, uh, and I started, I had congestion too. So, you know, sometimes, like you said, like if you have congestion, you have a cold or whatever, like, t- you know, taste won't be there. So that's what I, I kept telling myself. I was like, no, I think it's that. Cause there was like a little bit still there. So right. like, maybe it's just the congestion, you know, like normal and I'm not really losing my taste. No. And then flash forward now we're a few weeks in. And, and um, my taste is, I would say my taste is like zero to 10%. I don't know. Maybe today I'll, I'll see. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe at one point it was coming back. I had uh, yellow mustard. I told you guys this. Um, but I don't know if it was like um, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. You don't know if it was like the the, the spices in the some, mustard right, that, well, exactly. as opposed to its actual flavor. Yeah. It's like it's nothing you would be able to compare it to in life. I mean, it, it's, it's such so a unique weird. thing to have happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and so uh, for the most part, people have the, what they call the long Rona, you know, um, yeah. it, still even they eventually get their their taste back, but it can be a while. God, Some, I, I've yeah, heard, really. I've seen stories of people that have gone like a year oh, without, yeah. without having taste. My grandmother, this was a long time ago, uh, went years a uh, loss of taste. Is that right? What, what and caused then it? it just came back. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. We never found and out. Now she's a food critic. <laughs> no, she's dead. Oh, okay. but anyway, uh, she, but she, yeah, she couldn't taste anything, and then it just came back God. around. One I day. mean. What's what's weird here, and not to like sound too alarming here, but there is something cerebral going on there, which is like a little bit scary, don't you well, think? So I I w- uh, heard a doctor talk about it and why, and it all stems from the nose and like the blood vessels that are in the nose. Um, the nose. And again, I just watched like a quick video, so uh, hopefully that's accurate. <laughs> but um, that's what he was saying, and like my sense of smell, I. I I think I have a little bit of it. Like, I would say maybe like 25%. Like, if I stick my nose in something, I might be able to identify Well, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. so the, the um, your your uh, olfactory senses inform your taste to some degree. Ooh. I don't know what the percentage is. Hey, if you were going to lick someone's ass, now is yeah. the time to do it. No, do it, Kathy. I, I, this is the time to, to do it. We yes. can give away a mar- mixed I martial arts tickets. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what we've decided to do, and actually it was Kathy's idea, we're going to do a taste test this morning of some various things 
uh, and see if she can identify. Now, they have they have uh, various consistencies to them, so that might be a clue into what you might be tasting. Right. Uh, but nonetheless, we want to we want to see if you can if you can identify. And these are some of these things are very strong flavors. You know, we're okay. not, we're not throwing anything. All right. We're, you're not going to taste anything effed up. We're yeah, like toilet it. water. Yeah, we're not yeah. doing that. You, you wouldn't it's know what that tastes gym. like anyway. It's all edible and, and you'll like, be fine. Is like there a, a chance? Foot shavings? Yeah, <laughs> not foot shavings. No, no, is there gross. a chance that this might, because of the, the wide variety to her palate, is it possible this might kickstart your taste back up? Ooh. I've got, well, Possibly? I, listen, I also read a lot about that. People trying to do that using like pepper. And, right, and there yeah. was another thing yes. where if you like burn a an orange. orange. Peel, yeah, Carter told me about it yesterday. He's like, ooh, there's this thing. And I, and I saw it. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. He, he, yeah. he goes, hang on. He looks at me. He goes, oh, it's not real. No, it's not real. <laughs> yeah, so. Like people were trying it, but there's no scientific evidence that it works. All right. Uh, hang on. Let me go to Steve real quick. Uh, Steve lost his taste. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Hey, how you guys doing? All right, buddy. So uh, did, you have, uh, did you have corona? Yes, uh, last year. Okay. And how long has it been since you've been able to taste anything? Uh, over 400 days. 400 oh, days. Now, Steve, let me ask you a question because you're not necessarily eating for taste anymore. Have you lost... I am anger eating. Uh, yep. Yeah. Anger eating. Oh, All right, I so are you... Have you lost any weight as a result or n- nothing's changed? <laughs> you know what? Everybody says, oh, you must have lost so much weight. I I lost some. In the, be- in the beginning, I lost a lot. Um, but I have, I mean, as time goes on, I'm just anger eating. I'll, I'll buy Reese's cups and I'll be like, damn it. I'm going to taste these Reese's cups and, and Steve, I don't. Steve, no. do you feel, and you're like constantly oh. searching for it, right? Like you, you constantly, you're like, okay, let me try this. Maybe there'll be a little bit there. Yeah. And, and the only thing is I, I have had twinges of like, if somebody has a, like a lemon cookie or a lemon cupcake, I might get like the taste of lemon with the first bite, and then everything and it's it. gone. Like well, there's just nothing. Steve, so so, so you, wow. this would not affect though your hunger, right? Hunger is just, oh no, of yeah. course not. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Yeah, that's the that's the best part of the whole thing. Yeah. You, still to, you still have to eat. You yeah. just have no joy in any of it. Oh. Like Cap- oh. I always say it's it's like Captain Barbosa in Pirates of the Caribbean. They. You know, they just want to watch Kira Knightley eat because they have no joy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, they can't experience. Well, but look, look. I mean, wow. statistically, it, it, it you should get a return, but and there's no guarantee it's going to be yeah. you know anytime yeah. soon. But man, I, my heart goes out to you. I, I've tried the other things. Like, there's my wife has been getting me to you know try to smell therapy where you you know you smell coffee grinds, huh. you smell oranges. Oh. You smell, but they say uh, that takes like. Like years to like to actually kick oh, in and, and work because you're it's supposed yeah, to be like based um, on your memory. Yeah, it's it, it's really weird. And then I, I like I eat things because I like pizza. I know what pizza tastes like, right. so I eat it. So, but like now I'm more concerned with like textures. So I'll eat, okay. I'll eat yeah. things that yeah. like I always want nachos because nachos have crunch. They have yeah. sauce. They have you know. But December, yeah, December uh, December ninth, twenty. 2020 was my uh, wow. my last day. Right, Steve, were, you, were you vaccinated? Yeah, and boosted. Okay, yeah, and, but right. that was all after. I mean, I, I know there, if there's connections to any of this stuff. All right, yeah, dude, I feel for you. Hang in there. Hopefully, it'll <laughs> hopefully it'll come back around. Preston, oh, what about man, you, if man? Lost, if I what lost about my you? sense of taste, forget it. I would be so upset. It's so weird. I find so much joy in in eating, mm-hmm. but but I mean, I I guess you. 
Wouldn't you switch to a healthier eating habit well, uh, if, if you don't like care? I'm pretty he- you're pretty healthy, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah. it's not like you're going crazy. Right. But like, so why so eat I eat very healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The little, because of the texture. The little treats. Yeah, yeah, but it's the texture. Like Steve said, you, but you're constantly searching for something. So, like, yeah, you could sit there and eat healthy, but it's like you... you like So for me, melted cheese, that texture... Does that give you pleasure? Yes. Okay. Okay. So Right like, now, that's that, like, because but, I can't taste anything. Yeah. Can't like you, zero sugar ice cream. Yeah, can't you find something that like is we'll approximate it that the, the approximates texture. the texture and that is not putty you know, <laughs> loaded yeah, you with could. case you could yeah putty. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's right. a great putty amy said she did the orange chicken at work all right oh, well if this is the case then Let's we need it. to do this after the contest uh, yeah, we'll try. <laughs> get an orange i would love to go to these calls but listen i want i want to go through this and see if she can identify right. uh these things or not so let's uh, give this a try we're going to be drinking things, by the way. We're not going to be eating. Oh, my God. She's lost her sense of balance. She can't stand dead. up. You okay? She tripped over yeah, her own had, headphones. I had to move, and I tripped over my headphones. Okay. Oh, uh, headphones so we have all uh, grabbed some things from our cabinets and refrigerators and brought them in. And, oh, yeah, I have the sheet here. Don't look over here. I did. Don't look. Uh, she's not wearing her glasses. No, she's getting right. blind, blindfolded. She's blind and no taste. And, uh, Marissa, are we putting the mask on her or No. We're putting okay. the, uh, the because um, it covers up her nose exactly. Uh, so there's we have a but full. But I do want to try to smell it afterwards. If I can't taste it. Okay, all right. Yeah, we'll figure this out. This um, is a legitimate. Ex- should we be wearing goggles and lab coats? <laughs> so here's what we'll do. Marissa has has uh, has put all these in numbered cups, little shot glasses, mm-hmm. and uh, Kathy's going to sip it, and we'll just have her guess. And all I've right. got the list here, and then I'll reveal what it is, and we'll see if she gets anywhere near it. Okay, the password you... is. Yeah. <laughs> So do you want me to put these goggles on? Do you, do you want to eliminate the smell as well fully? I mean, listen, I can I can sip it. If you hand okay. me, I can sip it without nah. smelling it. Right. Because I want to see if, if my sense of smell is there or not afterwards. All right, let's 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 leave them off if right. as, as long as it doesn't uh, tip you off. So, uh, Marissa, give her number one. We'll start with us. We can go in order. This is a number good one. Marissa, I don't know where you are. Order that we have it. She'll up. She'll up. She'll put it in your hand. Okay. Oh, and I can smell it. Do you know where your mouth is? <laughs> Shut up. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah, yeah. take a sip. Don't okay. smell. Right. And, and see I'm what you I'm not going to smell. You can shoot the whole thing. Don't smell. Probably don't drink the whole thing. You need to save some room. Okay, so you getting any sensation? Something. It's um like, yeah, it's not water. <laughs> okay, not water. Uh, it's, it's, I want to say like, like a... a I want to say sauce, but it's not that thick. So okay. it's not a sauce. But that's what I'm getting. Like, I would... Some, something like a pasta sauce or something. Pasta sauce. So she's guessing pasta sauce. Okay. okay. And what is it, Perfect. It's a sauce. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Let me smell it. Hold on. Okay. Oh, oh, no. She just spilled it on she her sweater. Just... She just spilled it on the carpet. Mackle farts. You oh, picked dude. the wrong one to spill, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. That's uh, that's going to stain. <laughs> All right. All right. Get her sweater quickly. Kathy, take your top off quickly. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. It's not your fault. You're 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 legitimately handicapped. Guys, I have to touch Mar- <laughs> Marissa, let me clean her. By no. the way, go on YouTube now if you ever want to see Marissa feel up Kathy. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh, uh, I have it out. Now go a little slowly. I almost have it out. There you go. Oh my right, god. Preston, can you smell it on that side of the console? Uh, no, not okay. from where I'm sitting now. Because I absolutely can, and and the smell is very distinct. Can I wait? Can I guess now? Yeah. I what is smell. it? Is it hot sauce? No, no it is no. not, oh. Kathy. That is soy sauce. Yeah, yeah, so that's way off. Not yeah. even clear. And by the way, she took she took a sit like 
Mm. Most people would go, "Whoa!" Yeah, it's uh, soy sauce is very strong. It's very very salty, All right, wait. and you would you would uh, you could only handle a little bit of that straight. But she shot quite a bit of it. Yes, All right, I can't see, so I don't want to spill it again. Marissa, where is my water? Uh, a little bit. Of All right, here we go. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> I need uh, a piece of water. Helen Keller mm-hmm. had it. Okay. Together. Uh, let's go with uh, number two. Don't spill this one either. Okay. You can do it. There's the microphone is right in front of you, so don't hit it. All right. Don't tip it or tilt it. Take a sip of this and see what you think. All right. So, sure. by the way, Kathy's lost her sense of taste. Let's see. We're testing this out on her, and uh, if you're just tuning in, that's what we're doing. All right. A little thicker, isn't it? Thicker and, uh, and sweet. Okay. Oh, so sweet you could determine. Yeah. Maybe. I, I honestly don't know what it is. I know it's sweet, and by the texture, I'm going to say maybe like, um, uh, you put it, what the hell is it called? The, Jake Jill? The, the chocolate that you put on ice cream. That, like a Hershey's? Yeah, like a chocolate syrup? Yeah, like a chocolate syrup. She got it right. Whoa! Honestly, if you if 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 you're going to lose anything yeah. and keep one thing, keep your ability to taste chocolate. Did the texture help with that? Yeah, I think. Well, that's why I think I was able to get. Oh, it. Oh, you so, but you definitely picked up on sweet, and you know yeah. why you probably could because you just had really really salty before that. Right before it. Okay, let's mm-hmm. go with number three and try this one out. A shot of this one. Yep. <laughs> Jinx. All right. All right. We'll sip oh, this one. Oh, oh wow. Oh, like strong reaction from this. <laughs> oh, what the hell is that? Wow. So it, it, a, a big reaction. Like it, yeah, it definitely triggered something. Um, like prom night? <laughs> <laughs> no, like some sor- sort of taste buds in my mouth, but I have no idea. Just describe. So, what so sweet, wow. savory. What, what? What is the reaction? No, like, um... Vinegar, maybe. She's right. Yeah. Oh! But here's the thing: I'm. That it doesn't my, taste like vinegar. No, it's the guess is be, the way it, so it made me feel. You probably got a little tangy, mm. uh, you know, sensation like you would yeah. on your tongue, like like mouth watering a little bit uh, from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But here's the thing: I'm smelling it, and I can't smell it either. It was white wine vinegar. But I could. Where's that? Is the hot sauce still? In, I mean, the um, uh, fud, Cho- the chocolate, chocolate sauce? sauce, the fud. What about <laughs> I think she was gonna say fudge. Like fud. So that I can smell. I can okay. smell the hot sauce, but I can't smell that vinegar. It's not hot sauce. It's chocolate I mean, sorry, sauce. Chocolate like, sauce. That's what you would put on a chocolate fudge sundae. <laughs> Let's do the next one. We got to. We got to move through these. All right. So number four, Marissa, if you would please. So she's gotten two out of three yeah. so far. Drink, that's drink, not. Drink, but it was kind of guessing. Drink, 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 well, drink, drink, and not going. Drink, yeah, that is this. You're right. It's a combination of cues that are helping her get to the answer. All right, Kathy. This is another one. All right. She looks this one's kind of thick too. Pondering. I don't want any more of it. Whatever it is. Okay. Um. Yeah, it sounds about right. Does it? Yeah, I think so. You know. Okay, I have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you ever watch Dr. I... Pimple Popper? No. Oh my Dude. God! Stop it, Steve! Don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, can I smell it? Let's yeah. Try that yeah. One. Okay. So you don't have a guess. Oh no. But I... smelling it. No smell. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. It's ranch dressing. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's Hidden Valley Ranch Dressing. The goat of ranch dressing. Yeah. Goat. And yeah. by the way, you guys know my sense of smell and, and taste like... Incredibly acute. Normally, I would yep. have been... I could do this in two seconds. All of it. I you, were able to dif- you were able to discern between water. Yeah. Types of <laughs> Different water. Different water? Yeah. Seriously? All right. Next sample. This is number right. five. Go ahead whenever you're ready. And this one you should... 
This is very identifiable. Okay, there's a little um, sweetness to this again. Okay. Maybe like a, I want to say a juice. A juice. Like apple juice? Like apple juice. She got it right. Oh! Well, the, I, you well, might. And here's the thing: I'm smelling it too. I can smell the apple juice. I so, I mean, is it safe to say that I can the sweet stuff? I you're can picking up on the sweet. Yeah. You're more rocking so sweet than yeah. anything else. Yes. Uh, and you know what? A text came in and says, "Sweet is the last taste to be lost, even with aging. Ah. Like that's the one that we hang on to the most. Okay. Ah. Don't know if there's any validity to that or not. Well, but that's this why has nothing to do with aging. This that's why old only... people love pudding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. This is uh, this is mystery drink number six. Mystery drink number six. She's oh, grimacing. I know this one. What is it? I can taste it. Is it pickle juice? You got oh, it. Wow. Okay. Wow. Kathy, so that is not sweet, unless it is sweet pickles. No, I don't know. Uh, and you don't like pickles, do you? No, I love pickles. All right. Oh, so, well, good for you. So, yeah. See, we're finding things that you'll be able to eat yeah, and taste. Yeah. That's Kathy, great. that's awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, chocolate yeah, yeah. and we're, pickles. We're curing her. You're pregnant. No, we're... we're Preston, right. we are legitimately curing her. We're getting somewhere. Be, uh, we listen, should set up an institute. If you've had the taste issue, you should do this type of thing at home as well. You might find one or two things that stands out. By the know? way, Kathy, though, you can't see it. I'm wearing protective goggles. Hey, <laughs> I had to take mine off. You know what? And also, the, uh, the caller that we had earlier, though, Kathy, had said that he could taste lemon... For a moment. Yes. And then as he, he continued to eat, it would go yeah. away. So this is a, something you'll have to test with. Uh, Why don't you forget the moose? Oh, for a moment. For a moment. <laughs> I got it. Um, uh, yeah, that happened. That happened to my mom. She lost her taste for a really long time. And the same thing, she said she, it came back. She would eat and she'd get it at the beginning of the meal. And then by like mid-meal, she couldn't taste anything. Uh-huh. Uh, here's so the, eat quickly. Here's the next one for you. Let's try this. This is number seven. We have 15 of these, by the way. All right. <laughs> Um, Not a clue. Looks like she doesn't really like the way it tastes. Or are you just perplexed I'm not like a huge it? fan. I think it might be on the sweeter side, but it, it's not as sweet as that chocolate sauce. Okay. Like a pudding? Pudding. No, it is not a pudding. Um, Hold on. Okay. What kind of pudding are you drinking? <laughs> I smell something, but I can't. I, I would say pudding again. No, it is maple syrup. Ah, oh. which would be something very sweet. Mrs. Okay. Butterworth. Not like pudding. No. Is it uh, Miss or Mrs.? Is she married? Uh, Mrs. I think it's Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. She's, yeah. Uh, she's, she's, uh, she's spoken for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Mr. Butterworth is an accountant. <laughs> Here is the here's the next one. This is number eight. We're at the, pretty much the halfway point now. We'll see if you can identify this. this no is... reaction facially. I thought for sure yeah. I would see a facial reaction from this one. Well, I mean, you should. I'm going to go. I'm going in again. Just drink all of it. It's a popular paint remover. She shouldn't be able to say, I'm going to go again no? on this. No, no. I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> what do you think? Wow. I like it. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh. I don't know. Don't know. Wait, look. Um, <laughs> so we don't know. Preston has the answers. Yeah. All right, she doesn't know, so you can take a sniff and now guess oh. after smelling it. What is, is it? Is it lemon? It is lemon juice. It's yeah. straight wow. up lemon juice. Normally, if one is drinking straight squeezed lemon, lemon juice, juice? You'd, be, you'd be puckering, puckering up, up and going, uh-huh. Kathy, you didn't weird. do any of that. No, not even a win. So that can't, Preston. So she got that wrong. That, she could smell it, but she couldn't taste it. That raises mean, the question. 
that reef that reflex. Yes. What causes that reflex? A good question. Well, let me ask. I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to try something. We're going to do a scientific experiment here. I'm going to drink this lemon juice, but I'm going to hold my nose. Now we've never met. Correct? We've never. Well, okay. we have met many times. Right. Many times. But I'm going to hold my nose so that way the smell yes. part. Yes. Does it? That's the way to do it. It's still sour. Ah, oh, okay. like you so, made the face. But you, um, your, no. t- your taste is intact. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if like any of that stuff. Kathy, was, uh, Kathy drank it, connected. and there was no puckering, no pursing whatsoever. <laughs> like even with her drinking that, and I knowing what it is, caused my mouth to salivate yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yes, because that's what your you know. I'm your, a little engorged. Your mouth will do. Well, that's yeah. great. All right, so here's okay. This is a uh, this is this will be interesting. Oh right. boy. <laughs> Uh, this is our only solid of the day. Oh, God. All right, Kathy, go <laughs> ahead. So, wait, do I have to, like, just... Yeah, just stick your stick tongue your in there. Yeah. Stick your tongue in there. <laughs> stick it in. Stick it deep uh, in there. Ew, ew. What? I don't like that. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's not solid? sand. <laughs> yeah, like that. It, it's grisly. Yeah. Mm. Movie tongue around. I have no friggin' idea. No idea. Smell it. it. I Smell feel it. like it's probably a spice or something, but I have no idea. But you would, you should, it should be very recognizable by taste. No question. Nothing when you smell it? <laughs> I'm trying. Um, she's not getting it. She would, and she's inhaling deeply. You would know this in a it's heartbeat. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. It's, cinnamon. Oh, it's just God. straight Wait, up cinnamon. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Even after you know, it doesn't rec- you don't no, recognize it. Not uh-huh. that one. Okay. No. The more you know. If you're tuning in, Kathy lost her taste and uh we're we're testing her on that. Let's do number ten, if you will, please. And this 10. we're back to liquids now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little sipperoni and see what you get from that. Yeah. Is it alcohol? Like rubbing alcohol, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> um that's all She's I get. saying it alcohol. doesn't taste anything, but I, I feel like maybe is like, it... Like, like vodka? Like a vodka or, yeah, a, yeah something like that. Do you I, get a burn from it or... Yeah, like a little bit, a little burn. Down your throat? Yeah. Okay, then that's why, because it's alcohol, it's vodka. Oh. She can taste that it's alcohol, and I get that, because as you... Outside of the taste in your mouth, once it goes down your throat, you get this warmness, this right, heat. Right, right. Uh, so... Marissa, can I taste that one just to... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kath, uh, a, qu- a question for you then, because uh, I know you like to drink wine, and you're uh, pretty particular about your wines. Will you just go buy the cheapest ones possible now? Well, no, what's funny is... No, because they'll probably give me a headache. Yeah. Um, I was at my brother's house, and uh, you know he knows what I like to drink, and he didn't have it, and he and I go, what is this? He goes, it doesn't matter. Just drink it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Yeah. <laughs> when friends drop by who yeah. can't taste anything, give him the cheapest crap you've got in the house. That's why I reach for the Thunderbird. <laughs> James Mason approved. All right, here's the next one. This is okay. number 11. You should you should get something for this. 11! Let's see. Ooh, uh, she, there's a reaction. She got a real a scowl. She actually did De Niro there for a second. Yeah, yeah. You're talking like to me? It. Whatever yeah. it is, I'm not a fan. Eh, not so much. Interesting that it there are bad tastes that work through. Nick, it's not a bad taste. It's like the that like vinegar feeling again. Like if Okay. So I, I have no idea. That I, makes I, sense for this. Do you want to smell it? Smell it. smell it. You can smell it. You can smell it. <laughs> Oh, huh. Do you smell okay. something? Yeah. Okay. She's doing De Niro again. I don't. Um, I don't like this. I don't know what it is. I don't okay. like it. It's Worcestershire sauce. Uh, and you know what? I don't. I don't put that on anything. So okay. <laughs> not even in Bloody Marys. Well, it's already in Bloody. Yeah. Marys, um, no, so. I'm not a Bloody Mary fan. Okay. All right. So no dice on Worcestershire. <laughs> We've got four more to go. Four. 
more. Uh, here is number 12. You, you've had a pretty decent degree of success, Kathy. At least your ability... Well, the vodka one, I'm kind of only half giving okay. to her because she couldn't She couldn't identify it. You should be able to tell that it was vodka. All right. A big scowl on this one. We don't... Preston's the only one who knows what this is. Preston and Marissa. So we're guessing along. Um, this gave the, you know, puckering again. Um, okay. I, I don't know what it is, but again, it's like triggering... <laughs> something in my okay. mouth. Okay, <laughs> take a smell. Take All a right. sniff. You don't know. You can't taste oh, it. Oh, vinegar. Okay. Oh. Any, uh, but but oh. it's a very specific kind of vinegar. Oh, um, yeah, the kind that smells like feet. Okay. <laughs> uh, it is apple cider oh. vinegar. Oh. Yes. Oh. My- It'll cure everything. Yeah. A shot of that every day, right? <laughs> That's what they say. I should get my taste back after that. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. All right. We have three more. This is uh, mystery taste number thirteen. And let's see how you do on this one. My stomach's going to be great after this. I know, yeah. right? Fortunately, you're just taking a little baby sip, so. <laughs> you're going to be farting clouds. <laughs> All right. Mm. to get a reaction. Spending some time with this one. Okay. Not as much as a scowl from the Worcestershire. Ooh. All right, so um, she's feeling it. It's There's, like, something in it. Some Ooh. peppers or something. Did you say Thunderbird? <laughs> Um, it was like there was substance to it. There's particles in there. Particles. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's making my mouth burn a little bit. It has a, little, right. a little kick to it. Okay. Burn a little bit. All right, so, but you don't know. Uh-uh. Can I smell it? Sure. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you th- what do you think, Kat? Can I? I don't know. Um, I want to say, That's like... good. Pickled something again. Pickled, Pickled something. something. It's hot sauce. Ah, straight up hot sauce. Yeah, what's, what's the Mr. title of Mr. it? Mr. Dex hot sauce. This is. Uh, a, I'm the marketing director of this company. Yeah, the name. This particular. Uh, this particular flavor is called Butt Blaster. <laughs> Oh, really? They're of, yeah, they're out of Newport Beach, California. Yeah. I like that. So All it's right. very. It, it's a, like it's a powerful. very hot. Yeah. Who brought that? I did. I'm seriously the marketing director of this company. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I brought it in. Did you come up with the name Butt Blaster? Uh, it was a collaborative effort, so yes. Who's Mr. Dex? Uh, a college friend, and this is a side oh. project, and uh, uh, this is as far as I've gotten as marketing director. How do you like You're the amazing. taste? I love it. <laughs> I Actually, I put it on... You put I, that S on it? But I put it on pizza. I put it on eggs. Oh, uh, by the way, this, this particular heat rating is two and a half out of five. Yeah, it's not uh, that hot. So not crazy right. hot, but enough to give you some, uh, some sensation. Yeah, All definitely. right. Two more. Here's an. Oh, this is another solid. I didn't know we had another solid. This is the other, the only other solid in our our list. So do the tongue thing. Stick your tongue in. Okay. Yeah, stick do it in there. Do that tongue thing. Stick it in there. <laughs> okay. I love it. Stick it down in there. Come on, man. Ah, she's like an inquisitive look. This I get absolutely nothing. Really? Absolutely oh, yeah. nothing from okay, this. Okay, so that's a nothing, and you should be able to taste it. Smell it and see if you can if you can come up with something there. Nothing, huh? Hmm. Like a, I don't know. Maybe there's pepper in it. No, because I didn't feel that on my tongue. No, no. Uh, it's garlic powder. Oh. Garlic yeah, powder. Absolutely. No. I'll right? give you a piece of gum later. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, we have one final taste in our test for you, and let's see how you do with this one. This one, yes. I also get absolutely nothing. Like it could be water to me. Okay. Hmm. Like it could. That, that, that's the consistency. All right. Take a little bit more. This is the last one. Finish put, it all off. Put your tongue in it. No, Go ahead. No. Is it going to make my stomach hurt? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Nothing. 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 Wow. Again, wow. absolutely nothing. Take a, take a uh, sniff and see if you can tell from that. Not really. I want to see. Is it another alcohol? Sauvignon Blanc. Oh. That's favorite uh, brand as like, well. It's, it's Nobilo. Oh, wow. no, you poor nothing, thing. Nothing. That's oh, a shame. Oh, man. Give me that. So, Kat, sucks. let me ask you then. So, Give me that bar. Wait, are we done? Can I take the... Yeah, yeah that's, okay. it. The, that's it. You know, people often describe water as not having a taste, but it does have a taste. And so... Kathy can tell those taste differences. And you can tell those taste differences. So yeah. water, for you, like, legit has no taste. Um, What? <laughs> He's saying that a lot of people describe water as having no taste. Right. You were able, uh, I think I am as well, uh, slightly able to discern between tap and bottle water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, it so has you a can. Taste. But, you, but, but right now. Right now. But, oh, yeah. yeah. It has zero taste. Yeah, probably not. I can't believe I couldn't taste the Nobilo. Oh, that's God, a bummer. That's crazy. So, so to review, um, she got correct and guessed correct and, and wasn't definitive, though, but said, well, is it chocolate syrup? You know, so you kind of yeah. knew what it was, but you really didn't say, oh, that's it. No, none um, of them I knew 100%. Yeah, yeah, all of these were, were semi. So so chocolate syrup, vinegar, um, apple juice, so the sweets you yeah. could get. And one that you could definitely, that I think you got the best was pickle juice. Yeah, that and was, so, yes. So maybe if you really want to taste something yeah. flavor-wise, you could have pickles. Yeah. And uh, the other one was vodka. Or I put in alcohol because you didn't quite get the vodka right. So out of 15... You you were able to identify really four, and and that's it. Marissa so. was the uh, the I'll just say it, the honey that I was that usable. By the way, I just grabbed these things out of the. Uh, oh, you know what? I just stopped at fifteen. We brought so no many no problem. Things, there, so. It, it has. See if you can smell it. The now? honey has a taste to it. Is that like a spicy there's habanero? Some, there's or another taste, and I'd be curious if she'd be able to taste. Don't show her the label if you can avoid oh, it. Oh, what? Like it's a it's it's flavored it's honey. It's got another fruit in it, oh, and right, I'd okay. be curious if be, with the sweet stuff you could do it. All, all right. right? I, won't look. I guess I can. You can look at it. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Rub it on your sweater. Stick your tongue in it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be kind of hard. Oh yeah. Did you get it? No. Nothing. Can you taste the sweet of the honey? Mm, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I can taste the sweet of the honey. Nothing else? No. Because it's blueberry honey. Blueberry honey. Okay. I'm going to try that. No, and I'm having even the smell with this one is a little tough. Huh. All right. Wow, well, that sucks, man. You know, hopefully this is going to be uh, quick Just 400 days. And, and, yeah. <laughs> I know, that poor oh. guy. I know. I, yeah, days. I really hope it doesn't. He said he was rage eating. <laughs> Just eating out of anger, uh, eating even though he can't taste it, he's he's still going to eat something that he knows his body likes. I'll tell you what, though, I'm not. I mean, I'm still eating meals because yes, you still get hungry, yeah. but I'm not really snacking because what's yeah. the point? Like, I don't feel like anything because I know I'm not going to be able to taste it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times snacking is just you want some flavor. What yeah. about you know? so hot drinks or things like that? Like uh, coffee, nothing. Not really. I mean, I know people have said coffee is a big insider. Well, and you know what, Steve? When it first happened, I was not um, leaving the house, obviously. So I wasn't going to get my coffee. I could make it at the house, but I was kind of skipping it because I couldn't taste it, and I was getting the headache. Do you think you're trying? Oh, my God, wait. (laughs) That's like the caffeine headache. You need it. Do you think you're going to try that orange thing? Listen, I'll try anything. Let's, Hmm. let's. Might as well, right? I mean, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. And, and if it, for some reason it does, then you're good to go. Okay. All right. This has been the Kathy Romano yeah, Taste yeah. Test. And, uh, okay. you know, we, we cured her. We cured her. She did. We 100% cured her now. All right. Drinkenstein, yes. And they call him. 
All right, listen, let's take a break and come back in a second. Why? Because the Geeter is coming on next. Yeah. Jerry Blavitt, and then right after that, we're going to have comedian Ben Glebe, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club for a special Thursday night show tomorrow night. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Why have you asked? Dirty Honey. Bull Beat. Jelly Roll. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. So, uh, wait. Do I hear pots and pans? <laughs> I think I hear some pots and pans somewhere. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Geeter with the Heater, Jerry Blavitt, to our show this morning. Hey, Geeter. <laughs> How you doing, brother? When I see you guys, this is an amazing thing. This is called Zoom. For the yes. people out there in Radio Land, there was a song I used to play called Zoom, Zoom, Zoom by the group called the Dream Lovers from Philadelphia. Never would I ever think in my wildest imagination that I'd be with the greatest guys in show business on radio, Preston and Steve, doing a Zoom, 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 Zoom. <laughs> Hey, you know what, Jerry, with you singing a little bit right there, I have a question, man. Have you ever, did you ever sing? Did you ever try and take a stab at that side of the business? Wait, I recorded five different songs for See? Dick Clark on Cameo Parkway Records. I apologize. I, did, I, I was not familiar with that side of your career, sir. He oh, he just froze. froze up. We just lost the signal. Oh, no, he, he's ignoring you. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's ignoring I'm you. I'm insulted. With his mouth you didn't open. know about my uh, my music. I Did Did you guys, were you guys aware? Uh, I know, a, I, a I know he's career? obviously known for dancing as well and yes. just being a, a showman. Yeah. I'm looking at, the, the picture froze, but I'm looking at the wall behind him. It looks like, is, I, is that a picture of Sammy Davis Jr.? It yes. is. Remember, he told us the story of Sammy Davis Jr. at his house. Yeah. Sammy wanted to watch... Uh, deep throat. That's right. And and he and I think he brought it like his fiance over or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and yes, it was kind of interesting that they all went over <laughs> to Jerry Blavitt's house to watch Deep Throat. Casey is trying to uh, to reconnect with. Yeah, him that actually might have been on our end um, because the uh, everything just stopped, okay. and I was the one who started the meeting. Uh, is our heater because uh, I know he's the geeter with the heater, but and we probably have a substandard heater. Well, it has been freezing in the studio lately, but yeah. we got that figured out. That's that it. was Casey going over and turning the temperature down a little bit. I so. believe uh, Mercury is in retrograde again. Oh, is that uh, what it yeah. is? And so I think we have a culprit. Okay. And the All moon right. is in the seventh house. Oh, man. Well, while while we're tr- attempting to get him back on, which is too bad because we were just diving into it, uh, he has his uh, one of his uh, world-famous shows coming up at Verizon Hall, the Kimmel Center, uh, on Saturday, there are tickets available at Kimmel, KimmelCulturalCampus.org, and it's the return of the great Jerry Blavitt parties that he has. And this time around, he's got some biggies. Darlene Love. Darlene Love. Wow. Is going to be Holy there. hell. Yep. Uh, Frankie Avalon. <laughs> Love Frankie Avalon. Yep. I was singing Frankie Valley. Yes. I always get the two mixed up. Beach, of just think Beach Blanket Bingo yep. and, yep. Uh, you know, Jersey Boys. Uh, Little Anthony, uh, The Chai Lights, uh, The Bogues, Gary U.S. Bonds, mm-hmm. and... Uh, the Times will all, right. all be there. He's back on. Uh, we just have to do it via my phone. But we lost cell service, so. All right, let me try this. Gator, are you Recording in progress. I'm here. <laughs> all right, sorry about that, bud. That's okay, my man. I apologize. <laughs> all right, so so anyhow, you had recorded five songs uh, uh, right. f- with Dick yeah. Clark uh, and his record label? 
Yeah, it was Cameo Parkway Records at that time, okay. uh, and it was a local record label, and it's the same label that Chubby Checker recorded on, the Orleans recorded on, the Dobells recorded on, uh, and that was before Philly International, by the way. Okay. You know, so, uh, so you know. So I mean, you, you obviously you you had been doing the dancing and you you know the, the all, all of the stuff that was you know involved with Dick Clark and Clark and stuff like that was of all the things that you were involved with, did the notion of becoming a a um, perhaps a recording star was that something that really spoke to you or was that just another aspect of what you were doing at the time? It's you know it really was another aspect. You know, if you read the book, I never intended to be doing what I am doing now. I always wanted to be in show business, starting out with Don Rickles as his valet, yeah. Sammy Davis's best man, hanging out with Sinatra, having a group called Danny and the Juniors with a song called At the Hop. I just went with what my feelings were. People always came to me. It's like Dick Clark said to Bernie Lowe, you know, the guitar's got a voice, he's got a rap. Why don't you record him? I never intended to be a recording artist. When I lost the TV show, I put together a group called the Geeter Men, and I went on stage and I did all oldies, rock and roll music, twist and shout, yeah. uh, finger popping time. So I always did something to be in show business. I never planned on anything. I was very fortunate at the age of 13 to find a passion, music and yeah. dancing and people in show business. It's not like that today any longer. You know, it's no, a whole it's, it's, different world. It's an amazing. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing time. I know. You know. I love it. I everybody here loves that that period of entertainment. Let me ask you: Has there ever been a a full um, effort to get your book, your autobiography, made into a movie? Well, there are three scripts right now. Ah. Scorsese, Scorsese said this book is a cross between Mad Men and Sopranos. Ah. <laughs> so I have three scripts. There's also a teleplay for Netflix, huh. which is now being considered. Because the problem with this book, every chapter in this book could be a movie. And unfortunately, a movie is limited to a certain amount of time. Right. Script-wise, 125, 130 pages tops. To try and capture my life with my mother and my father, my friendship and Sinatra and rock and roll, in a movie, it, it's not going to work. Even though we've got three scripts. What will work, though, is a teleplay, which would be a series. Right. Yes. Which right. they're doing right now. All right. So that's where we're at right now with the book. And but you know, you know, guys, I gotta tell you, what you do is the last of what radio is. Hmm. There will be no radio any longer. You guys are popular because you identify with the audience. I identify with my audience, with my music, my stories, and how the music affected their lives as kids growing up. Music always spoke to me. When I didn't know, when I was sad, or if I had a beef with a girl, I'd pick up the phone and say, listen, I'm sorry. And I would pray Brenda Lee's version <laughs> of I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'd say, you know, and I'd say, listen, breaking up 
is so very hard for me to do. (laughs) (laughs) And then you'd end off with, why don't we do it in the road? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, music speaks for where we are, where we should be. And you guys... You identify with the audience, with the subject that you're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did with music. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 still such a great communicative device, and and uh, you know maybe some of the some of the glory days are gone, but we're still doing what we can to keep it alive, and we love communicating this way. You know, it's a lot of fun. Listen, listen. You, it's it's a beautiful thing when you can relate to an audience with people, man. And you guys have been doing it for a lot. I've been on your show every time we do the Kimmel. I'm on the show, and I just. You have no idea how many listeners <laughs> that you have are hip to the geeter. And, I'm, you know, it's crazy. It's This is this is what it's supposed to be, communication, guys. It's a party, too. Yeah, Case or Nick. Yeah. So, Geeter, I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you about uh, Darlene Love because um, I, it's really exciting to me that she's going to be there. I became familiar with her not through Lethal Weapon but through uh, her uh, annual appearances on Letterman. She would uh, come on every year at Christmas time and do right. Baby... baby uh, please come home, and I just fell in love right. with it. And year after year after year. So, do you know Darlene Love at all? And and, uh, and how did you get her to be a part of the show this year? Well, I go back with Darlene Love when she was singing with a group called The Blossoms on a TV show called Shindig. Yeah, she was the backup artist along with the Righteous Brothers. Phil Spector, who was a dear friend of mine, had his label called Philly's Label. He had a group called the Crystals. They had a big hit called Uptown. Okay? He gets up every morning, puts his clothes on, and he goes Uptown. The lead singer was Lala Brooks out of New York City. Vicky Carr. Gene Pitney wrote a song called He's a Rebel for Vicky Carr. Phil Spector was working for Liberty Records at that time as a producer when he owned his own label. He heard that song and he wanted to record it right away, but he couldn't go into New York City because he was in LA. He grabbed Darlene Love and the Blossoms. They then became the Crystals and had a song called He's a Rebel. He beat out the version that Kathy was going to do and he had to get it done right away. That was the beginning of Darlene Love. 1963. Wow. wow. We, That's we wild. were friends from that moment on. She has done my show at the Kimmel at least six times. Nice. She says that the Gator is a good luck charm, <laughs> a good luck charm for the beginning of a new year where she again works for the new year. So uh, that's how far I go back with. I yeah. go back, guys, I go back with these people. We grew up together. You know, basically, we're all the same age. Uh, I'm 81. Darlene Love is, she's a little younger. She's about 78, okay? Dionne Warwick is my age. Frankie Avalon is my age. Gary U.S. Bonds is my age. Uh, We all grew up together. We were a family called show business. Yeah. Hey, Geter, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Phil Spector, and obviously we lost Ronnie recently. Um, and, uh, we were talking about, you know, her career and, and, uh, and be my baby and how Brian Wilson had named it the, the greatest, possibly the greatest song ever written or greatest pop song ever written. Um, when that right. song, when that song came out, what, what kind of effect do you remember, 
uh, that when that hit the airwaves, what that was like? Well, first of all, no one knew that it was Darlene Love singing lead because the record label said the Crystals. What did, uh, oh no, I was I was talking about I was talking about Ronnie Spector. Uh, and, oh, uh, and be my oh, baby, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When that song came yeah. out, yeah, Brian Wilson had claimed that it was possibly the greatest right. song ever written. And I was just yeah, curious yeah, what it was yeah. like when when that song came out. Uh, you know, when that that took off like lightning. Okay, that defined the Phil Spector sound mm-hmm. with yeah, yeah. And Brian identified with that because he had worked. With Spectre, with, with uh, Sonny Bono. Yes. You know, Sonny Bono had worked with all those guys as musicians. Yep. And he did he did a song that Ronnie Spectre did called I'm So Young. So Young. The original version was by a group called The Students. And when Brian Wilson heard Ronnie Spectre do that, he also did it with the Beach Boys. You should look that up. The song is called So Young. I used to play the original uh, by the students. Brian Wilson, they knock it out of the box. If you compare the students' version, if you compare Ronnie Spector's version, and when you hear the Beach Boys' version, you guys are going to say, amazing. Okay. Amazing. Well, that, that, amazing. that's part of the deal. That's what uh, you know. Brian Wilson was, uh, was uh, incited to create that sound on uh, on Pet Sounds, the uh, the album, I mean, it, was, it, it was a Phil Spector sound. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Listen, uh, Spect- God, I'm sorry. No, no I, I just wanted to ask, just on a separate note, and and, and, and Preston had asked before we were even talking uh, to you. So obviously, with everything that's been going down, um, this is kind of a, a big return to uh, the, uh, the the Kimmel, uh, you know, to the Verizon <laughs> Hall. Um, how long, when was the last time you played there? We, the last show we did was the, right before the pandemic. Yeah. We were scheduled, we were scheduled to do it. And I remember doing your show the previous year and everything was canceled. But you know, guys, I'm going to tell you something, which is really sad. Do you realize how many artists are no longer with us that were on the shows? Mm -hmm. Lloyd Price, Ronnie Spector, Jay Black. Uh, Al Martino, Jimmy Bennett, uh, uh, Jimmy uh, from the Skyliners, okay? Uh, Johnny Maestro, uh, uh, Jimmy Beaumont, on and uh, Harvey Fuqua, uh, Earl Carroll, uh, the Chimes. So many artists have passed huh. that have been on these shows. It's 42 shows. Yeah. It's, it's, 42 shows. It's sad, but it's it's great that you, that you still have a, a wealth of of uh, artists to choose from. Yes. And this gig with Darlene Love is also going to have, like you said, Frankie Avalon, Little Anthony, The Chai Lights, The Vogues, Gary U.S. Bonds, The Times. And speaking of Phil Spector, they're going to have that wall of sound because they're going to be backed up, it says here, by 40-piece orchestra, correct? Absolutely. 40-piece orchestra. Wow. What what we do, we, we get my arranger, his name is Mike McCord. He's been with me when I had the band when I was singing. And he takes the exact record he talks to the artist. They may have to change the, the, the keys because maybe they don't hit it the same way. <laughs> right. But he, the arrangement is the same as if you heard the record. Wow. With 40 pieces. Wow. Yeah. All right. And did I read correctly also that you're, um, are you preparing for a, a cruise this year too? Is that going to happen? 
We, we've got the cruise coming up this year, uh, and this year it's Chubby Checker, oh. it's Dion, and uh, Frankie Avalon. Oh, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Frankie Avalon knows his way around the beach and the yeah. water, yeah, so yeah. Does. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, listen, tickets are on sale. The The show at Kimmel Center is this weekend. It's Saturday. It's 8 o'clock, and you can go to org. So it's back, man. Yeah. Peter's ready to party. It's so man. cool. And, and by the way, it runs the age gamut from yes. the young to the old. You know, you know, Pierre's definitely going to be there, and, and then Jackie Bam Bam, obviously, yeah. and then anybody else. Yeah, it runs the gamut. But, but you know what's cool, guys? There's going to be dancing in the plaza before and after the show. Oh, great. They'll have people dancing. It's celebration of the music of what's so important to all of us that are in this great country. Because this is the greatest country in the world. And it is because music brings people together. Regardless of race, color, or creed, music is what brings people together. And that's been my passion all of my life. And the Gator brings people. The Gator. So, yeah. Awesome. We're looking forward to it. Jerry, we love you. Good luck with the event, and thanks. It's great to talk to you, okay? Thank you, guys. Keep on doing what you're doing, because you only do it one time. <laughs> yeah. Pots <laughs> and pans, baby. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, the Gator. Jerry. That is this weekend, 8 o'clock is when that show is. So uh, our streaming went down, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, our, our app is not working. And uh, so, yeah, there was some kind of big um, technical snafu. So, Casey. Yeah, we have no internet connection. No kidding. At all. Yeah. Yeah, like, so I had to do that cellularly. Yeah, Casey um, was using his phone that we were doing uh, the Zoom and, and actually holding it up to me and Steve each time we were talking to Jerry. He so. turned the phone around. Um, uh, so, wow. So that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know um, so how we, we have our... We have our next Zoom in a little less than 10 minutes. Uh, we can either do it that way or I can send the hotspot on my phone to my computer. Hot spot. Uh, <laughs> hot spit yep. spot and pots and pans, <laughs> my man. I would love to see the movie, man, of, of his life done. You do you do it over a couple of different episodes, you yes. know? I mean, The oh. Irishman was four hours. Oh, by the way, this note just in. Our YouTube channel is still streaming, oh, so you can uh, tune over to that if you would like to. If you got a YouTube app on your phone, you can do that. How is that possible? Um, magic. I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me these things. Uh, yeah, Nick Murphy's a magician. Uh, but you can live stream uh, that now and to hit, hit, hit what, what do they, smash that subscribe yeah, button? Yeah, yeah, smash, smash it. it. Yeah, smash it. Uh, and uh, you can get the YouTube uh, channel daily reminders uh, from the Preston and Steve show. All right, so... Are we just going to you know, chit-chat for a little while? No, let's so, take a break. Oh, we should? Okay. Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah, that way I can uh, make sure technically we're, we're set and ready to go. Okay, then that is what we will do. Don't forget, secret text word. Uh, today, Zach Brown, band tickets. There's a show coming up in August, and uh, tickets go on sale Friday. So text word, secret 39333, because you might win that. We'll be right back. Hey, Philly. Come socialize with us. Follow 933WMMR on Twitter and Instagram. Or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is. So we have our guest who's standing by. He's going to be performing tomorrow night uh, at Helium Comedy Club. Wait a minute, it says tonight. Am I uh, wrong about that's that? That's wrong. That's wrong. He'll be at Vinnie Brand's Club hell? in Brunswick, New Jersey tonight. All right. So he's going to be in Philly uh, tomorrow night. So it's going to be cool. And he's doing a special taping of his second ever hour stand-up special. Awesome. Please welcome Mr. Ben Glebe to our yeah! show. Mr. Ben Glebe, good morning. 
Good morning to you. I love that cheer and that zigzag shirt. I'm awake now twice. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you picked. Not everybody picks up on that. The old old school rolling papers uh, T-shirt that I wore this morning. I looked for one with the uh, J O B and I couldn't find that. The old the other famous uh, rolling paper brand. I think I had a Joker one at some point too. Yeah. But you know, trying to collect all my interesting. A stoner yeah. lost their job. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so listen, yeah, w- was that correct? Okay, t- tomorrow night you are you're filming a comedy special at Helium. That is right, my second hour special. My first one was on Showtime a few years ago, and we are taping it, and it's going to be really fun. I've been running it like crazy, and it should be a good time. And uh, I, I I won't be stoned for it. Probably no promises. <laughs> I can't promise that. So uh, I'm sorry, Professor, to, to jump in here though. It, it, when you when you are set for this special and you've been working on the material and you've been putting it all together and and finally honing it, I I, I kind of think of it as like when a when a bodybuilder you know stops taking in water and dehydrates and gets down to maximum fighting weight. Do you feel like a like a prize fighter or a bodybuilder when you can finally bring this to its its taping stage and, and get it done? I mean, kind of, because I did eat three kinds of meat for dinner last night. Okay, <laughs> so you're in training. You're hardcore training. So, and I asked them, can any chance, because I'm really pumped for my special, any chance you would let me into the meat locker? I could just have a couple swings. Sure. And... They weren't into it. They let me do it, but they were really awkward about it. They were like, all right, sir, you've now beat the meat a lot. Do you mind leaving the, the freezer? Right. Yes. Yeah. Very, very Philly of you, by the way. That's cool. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's cool. I'm sorry, Preston. You were going to say? Uh, I was going to ask about... Yeah, no, uh, I'm excited. When, when you're filming... when you're Okay, so when you're filming a, a special... Um, you've got to, you got to make sure you got the right, the right audience, the right night and all this stuff or else it's just for naught. Um, and it's kind of a leap of faith, correct? That is true. That is true. And my first one I taped in Southern California where I live, so I was able to get more of my people there, AKA big friends and family, which I don't (laughs) have here in Philly, so yeah, I've been uh, I've been just promoting it to my fans as best as I can, and uh, I do have a, a, a good number of fans that are driving out or flying out from other states, so that'll be nice. But there will also be some wild cards in there, and wild cards are welcome. I like I don't want my special to be too by the book, by the by the words that I rehearsed, even though those words are damn good. <laughs> but I'm fine for any curveballs too. I like to roll with it. So if if I People are weird. That would be fine as well. Yeah, I've seen you do yeah, crowd work. Is is your 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 game is spot on, and uh, so you're you're not uh, you're not jarred uh, easily and uh, or at all. And so that's that's a, that's a whole good thing. Will you do? Because I know sometimes uh, you shoot two specials, or you shoot two audiences, and then you uh, combine them. Is this a, just a one and done? My first one was was one and done, and I actually did it four days after Burning Man, and I only to- was told about it six di- or like eight days earlier. So <laughs> I did a bunch of illegal substances and then practiced for four days and did what I could and hoped my voice would come back. This time I'm a little more prepared, and I have the one uh, tomorrow night at Helium. But um, we just we're doing so so well. We we do have tickets still available for tomorrow night, but we also just added. I don't even know if I'm supposed to announce this because it's just listed on their site. Go ahead. As, Comedy Confidential or Stand Up Confidential, but I'm also doing the Friday 
10 p.m. show, another uh, taping, uh, just to see what happens with a random audience. If you want to come to it, please be there as well. But it's going to be really fun. That's awesome. Steve had mentioned, uh, Ben, you know, doing uh, crowd work. And I'm always, uh, listen, I'm impressed by all kinds of different stand-up comedy. The observational, the people who have the well-rehearsed, you know, uh, constantly going all the way through, seamless. Uh, But the crowd work people I'm so impressed by Mm -hmm. because you just don't know what's going to happen. you got to move on your feet. And it seems to be like an innate talent as opposed to rehearsing something. I mean, you do have to get out there and figure it out in front of an audience and, and, and that there's, you know, a method uh, to that. But have you always kind of been that way, uh, you know, able to move on your feet with other people uh, throwing things at you and you counter right back? I have been pretty good at that most of my life, even though I also had a pretty severe speech problem growing up. So for much of my childhood, I couldn't even talk when I wanted to. I couldn't make sounds come out of my vocal cords. My, my voice would lock up. And I couldn't even say hi to a friend in the hallway. So I had funny thoughts huh. that I could say in the moment, and I couldn't say them. So I I always knew that I could mess people up aggressively, and I was not able to, to say it. <laughs> How did you overcome the, uh, the yeah. speech problem? Uh, lots of shock therapy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow, that you seems... You tell by looking at me. <laughs> it seems barbaric, but the um, results, you can't argue with the results. Uh, that's exactly right. You can't argue with results. That's what my parents told me as I would go home crying. Um, um, they said, you're an embarrassment, and we got to keep shocking you. I'm like, all right, guys, whatever makes you happy. I want to make you proud. Well, um, look, they, they didn't do the Kennedy route, which was to lobotomize, right. you know, and so you, you, you avoided that. I avoided getting my brain completely removed. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I did not get shock therapy. I just figured it out, you know, for a lot of, I went to speech therapy for years and it never worked for me. It was just something a therapist said once that kicked in for me. She was like, what did you just read? And I'm like, I don't know. I was trying to sound perfect. And she goes, stop worrying about being perfect. Just worry about what you're saying. I was just so worried about how I came off that I would just get very nervous. I would tense up. I would freeze up. And instead, I realized that while public speaking is most people's biggest fear, it really is just ego-based. It's because you think you're so important. It's because you think what you say matters so much, and people are going to be hanging on every word, not just what you say, but how you say it. And I realized we're on a planet of 8 billion people. If someone's in your audience, they're barely paying attention. (laughs) People have very low expectations. They don't really care that much. If they're listening, they're listening for what you're saying, kind of. Maybe they want to laugh. They're not worried about the way you're saying it, your style of speaking. We're floating on a marble in outer space. Get over yourself. You're one speck (laughs) on a marble out of many specks just doing a job, saying something. And it melted away all of my nerves, and I was able to completely relax the rest of my life when I would speak. Wow. That's excellent. It's funny you'd say that because I remember years ago thinking about what we currently do for a living, which is, you know, obviously doing almost five hours a day on the radio. And I always thought, you know, thinking about people that I admired who, who were involved in it, how do they do that? You know, you have to know so many things and be so accurate about so much. And I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, how wrong I was. I, I mean, anyone who thinks the predominant amount of information imparted on this show is categorically wrong. And once you get over the fear that people don't realize that, then you can relax and have a good time. <laughs> That's the Donald Trump method. Once you realize people don't. Fact check you, and if they do, they still can't stop you. It's very freeing. Let me let me ask you. So you've done a lot of stuff. You've done, uh, you know, the Chelsea Lately uh, stuff, and there was a show 
years ago. Was this you, the, the real Wedding Crashers? Were you involved with that? It was. I was one of the leads on that show with Steve Byrne and Gareth Reynolds and Kat Reitman and Desi Lydic from The Daily Show. The five of us had this primetime NBC hidden camera show that I was sure was going to take my career to the next level. I hired a publicist. All the rest of my castmates said, you're wasting your money. You're being very stupid as usual. And they were right. The show was not a big hit, but it was a lot of fun. Was, I thought was that was you. It was it, the concept it was, was solid. It was it was really it. it, it correct it me if I'm wrong. It keyed off of the movie Wedding Crashers, and you guys were doing that. It was. It was yeah. produced by the same people, and we turned into real life. Um, and we decided to crash real life weddings, and uh, people were horrified by the premise. We had a good time. The bride and groom were in on it with us, though. So we weren't ruining oh, weddings. Right, they right, wanted okay. us to. Mm-hmm pull pranks, but that did not change the reviewers from almost every one of them saying, what's next, crashing funerals? One star. (laughs) Uh, But you're on a show now, it's an anthology series, and I haven't watched it yet, but it's on Disney+, Plus, which is like my favorite streaming uh, channel right now. It's called uh, Just Beyond. What what is the show about? It's very interesting. It's an R.L. Stein show, believe Ah, it or not. Of Goosebumps fame. So so he created this... uh, series of stories a long time ago called Just Beyond, and it's basically a horror comedy series. And it just ha- posits all these different creepy stories, kind of like a modern-day Twilight Zone, but funny. And so I'm in one of the episodes called called We Got Spirits Just We Do. Each episode's different cast, different story, and I play a 1930s film star, silent film star, who then joined in the later part of his career a theater troupe I'm doing theater at the Fox Theater in Atlanta, and I die in a fire. We all die in a fire. And we end up haunting this theater, and I got to play a ghost terrorizing this little girl, and it was really, really fun. The role I was born to play, (laughs) dead actor. Terrifying children. I I love that. I I mean, the, um, um, God, there's, were you also, I'm looking through some of your, your, your information here. You were also involved with the National Lampoon College Network, were you not? I was. This is good research. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was doing it because I love this stuff. It's my favorite. I remember that. It, does that still exist? I don't think so. I don't think it still exists. I'm not positive. I know there were some legal troubles and things disbanded for a while, but uh, I escaped those somehow. Right after college, I had a show in college called The Glebe Show, and then they gave me my own late night talk show, and I had The Glebe Show for. Three seasons on the National Lampoon TV network. It aired. It used to be Burly Bear, and then it became National Lampoon. And I think my show is part of what put the network out of business. <laughs> well, because... I think it had sort of like a like a like I remember like a college humor vibe to it. Correct? Yes, it yeah. was. It was a very college humor vibe, and they were doing like very low budget programming. And so then I encouraged them to up the budgets. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, you're making programming look like cable access. Rent a real studio in Hollywood. Take your production there, step it up, it'll pay dividends, you'll be very happy. So I literally convinced the whole network to move our show and the others to Rally Studios or Blind Date Shot and all these big places. Right. And it was amazing quality, and it was the last season of the network because they couldn't afford it, and they didn't make the money, and it was my fault. <laughs> so you brought down, you were responsible for bringing down the network. Oh. Somebody had to do yeah, it. Somebody yeah, had right. to do it, yeah. Hey, Ben, I want That's you right. to... You mentioned the Glebe Show, and I wanted, you know, your last name is, is a funny name. I, I think that, that the sound of Glebe Thank is you. just humorous. And what have you, have you ever looked into the uh, the origin of, of the name Glebe and where they came from and how it came about or anything like that? 
I haven't, but that's only because I don't care about my family. Gotcha. <laughs> There's a lot of people that can identify with it. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, I just don't care. For me, it, like, started with me as all as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who's got it right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Uh, yeah. No, that's not true, actually, because I actually maybe care a little bit too much. I'm flying my parents out to Philly for the special oh, tomorrow uh, night. So nice. They just got onto a plane, or they're getting on a plane shortly. I just texted with them, so. I just explained to them how to use digital digital boarding passes. I just texted it to them. I said, you can skip the line. They're like, we're in line. Don't worry about it. I'm like, you can skip the line. I just texted you the boarding passes. They said, we're going to wait in line. So they're, they're usual parents. Yep. They, they, I don't listen. know what GLEEB stands for. Also, because I shortened it. It really is Gleberman, oh, literally, right. and that stands for, like, Brave Lion or something. But if you look at my family lineage, that, that is not true for most of us. <laughs> <laughs> not not the Brave Lion type. Right. Uh, you've done a lot of, uh, uh, of uh, voiceover work. You've done, uh, you were in the, the Jay and Silent Bob uh, film and, and uh, some other stuff, I think, Phineas and Ferb. Is that something that you, wow. you get regularly, or um, you, you have to enjoy that? To me, if, if you have the opportunity to do that, that's got to be a blast. It's the best gig in the world, yeah. I was one of the leads of Jane Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie. I tried to kill Bluntman and, and Chronic, and that was a real honor. And I did not kill them. I won't tell you how it ends, but I did not have successfully killed them. And I was in Ice Age and the Book of Life. It's the best. I never anticipated that I would become a cartoon. And it's really fun. You get to just sit in a room and pretend you're a cartoon character. I was a sloth in Ice Age and uh -huh. pretend you're on a log out of control down a mountain. It's awesome. And then they animate it and two years later you're in a scene with John Leguizamo and Queen Latifah and Dennis Leary. It's a pretty wild and Ray Romano, look at this guy. It was, it was pretty wild. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Experience. Yeah. Nice. Never expected it. And uh, so I, I, I used to book a lot of voiceover, have not booked a lot of it in the last three, four years. So I don't know What's changed with my voice? You're listening to me now. Is something wrong with my voice now? No, it sounds very ice age-ish. <laughs> Lends itself to the ice. Yes, yes. absolutely. All right, well, listen, Two ben, times gone by, guys. <laughs> we got to wrap up. We're going to send people in the direction of your show tonight, 8 o'clock, and it's for the comedy no, tomorrow special. Night, tomorrow I'm sorry, night. it says tonight here. Where the hell is it? God damn it. It's tomorrow night. Tonight, Stress Factory, oh. New Jersey, right. at 7.30. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, at the Helium Comedy Club. And then a special uh, kind of a secret show on Friday night, 10 o'clock, I believe you said, correct? Friday at 10 o'clock. You can get tickets to all of it at my website, bengleeb.com. And I hope to see you all there. Come on out and right. uh, be part of comedy history, and that's history. an exaggeration. Exactly. In the making in Philadelphia. Awesome. Thank you, Ben. We appreciate it. Good luck Woo! with everything. Ben Gleeb. Yeah. On the Preston and Steve Show. All right, we need to do the B-File, so we're going to do that right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, let's see what we can get into right now. Okay, I had to ask Casey about this. All right. Uh, and Nick would have known uh, better than I, and Casey said he just recently found out about it, although it's been a bit of a tradition for a little while. Uh, I wish Bill Weston was in here because the Buffalo Bills had an unexpected situation on their hands during their match against the uh, Patriots on Saturday. 
when a dildo appeared in the yes. end zone Again. after yeah. the opponent scored a touchdown. Yeah, it's a, multiple times that the dildo showed up. And it has become a thing yeah, now. Our buddy uh, Chris Long, our new buddy Chris Long, and Bo Allen were talking about it on their podcast over the weekend. It was great. Uh, Bills fans are known for throwing dildos on the field <laughs> when they play against the Patriots. Quickly, oh, hand yes. me that dildo. And it's become somewhat of a tradition. Bill was there. Yes, he was. I was curious if he saw the whole thing. It began five seasons ago when a fan tossed the sex toy into the end zone at Highmark Stadium. The fan favorite tradition was revived during the third quarter on Saturday when the Bills had already pulled well ahead. Footage captured uh, Bourne angrily pointing out the dildo uh, to the referee, and uh, a moon was uh, a moon. A meme was instantly born. It says "boom," a meme, and I skipped the word. Boom. No, of course, a uh, meme was instantly born. Of course, the activity was not appreciated by the venue and probably not the players either. The stadium PA soon after issued a reminder. Not to throw objects on the field. Wasn't there a dildo promotion? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, side judge Keith Washington was eventually seen kicking the fake penis out of bounds. Bill Weston, man about town, is indeed here in our studio. Bill, did you see it when it happened? I, I was in the, I was like on the twenty yard line and I saw it go down there. I knew exactly what it was. Really? <laughs> Look, the dildo. I know my. Of course, it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the cameras did. The cameras, like cameras, got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, or at least. Uh, cell phone footage. Uh, got it. Yes. So. And I think it was like three or four years ago when Brady owned the Bills and Brady scored a touchdown. And that's where the first one did. Did your story reference the, the uh, first uh, one? Yes. That so it's been a couple times. That it's been a yep. few times. So uh, I love that. That's yeah. great. You know? <laughs> it's cool that Bill kept the tradition going. Yeah. <laughs> you get a cannon from the 20 yard line all the way into the end zone. Yeah, I, that's good. Yes. But the one play, they, and then people were just standing there looking at it. Yeah. Right? The ref was looking at it. And I think it was uh, one of the Bills players finally came over and kicked it out of the end zone. So <laughs> the side judge you. did. Yeah. Nobody wants to get that picture of them holding the dildo. <laughs> right. Picking yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. All right, thank you, Bill Weston, correspondent for the Bizarre <laughs> File. It wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't him. <laughs> and man about town. Oh, he's got, putting on his bills? Oh, look at this. Oh. He's got his bills jacket. Wow. Nick Murphy, you got me in the shot for the uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> and I see there's nice. like a holster for the dildo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next story. Uh, let's move Bill, on. your headphones. Oh, Bill tried oh to walk God. out of the studio with his headphones on. They have a cord. He just did the same thing. Bill, check your test t- your oh. sense of taste. You might have lost it. Look at everybody's Oh my God, that was fantastic. I wish you would have kept let him kept on walking. <laughs> I was afraid they were going to like snap <laughs> off. True. All right, a uh, woman in Ottawa has been spotted taking a selfie while standing on her car, which was sinking into the Rideau River at the time. A rescue operation was ongoing when the woman took a selfie after her car had cracked through the ice and began to sink. I saw footage of her. She was hauling ass on the ice. Uh, So, yeah, she was doing like, it said, close to 40 miles an hour on the ice. A bystander took a picture of the driver taking a selfie during the rescue and posted it on social media. Sparking debate. And the tweet was captioned, she captured the moment with a selfie while people hurried and worried to help her. Uh, While some people criticized the woman and accused her of being obsessed with her phone and photos, others argued that she showed calm to not panic and said that it was perfectly fine to make light of the situation. I mean, after all... 
She wasn't doing anything. She's just sitting there waiting for the... Uh, you, just you have take the picture. to do yeah. for the time being. So she captured the moment with the selfie while people hurried uh, to worried, uh, hurried and worried to help her. One is one of the comments. But uh, those involved in the rescue were praised by police for their quick thinking as a kayak was used, a kayak, to ferry the woman off of the sinking car and onto the ice. Uh, the kayak was pushed out to the woman who then climbed aboard. The, uh, the vessel was then pulled away from the car by a rope that was attached to it. Motorists in South Africa got a closer wildlife experience than expected after an angry elephant flipped over their car with them inside Ooh, of it. This yeah. is some scary-ass footage. Yeah. That's the elephant. It was a quick comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the incident occurred after a bull elephant charged a family of four, two kids and their parents, uh, who were driving through Wetland Park, Kawa Zulu. We uh, kids, right? Yeah. And <laughs> Look at the elephant. And in the 21-second clip shot by fellow motorists, the perturbed pachyderm is seen upending their white Ford SUV a la the terrifying T-Rex in Jurassic Park. <laughs> the horrified onlooker beeps their horn in pain at the incense tusker, which proceeds to roll the vehicle onto its roof. Desperate to save, desperate to save the the passengers. Okay, where did the Weston come from? He attacked it with his dildo. Uh, the driver uh, tells female passenger to phone them. Uh, to which she replies, "I don't know who to phone." And thankfully, the family only suffered minor injuries during Dumbo's attack, although they were a bit shocked at the ordeal. The car was sort of—I um, don't know what type of car it was. It appeared sort of. Bubbleish, or uh, so it, it rolled pretty easily. Yeah, it was an so SUV. I think that's what saved them. Yep. All right, and then one last story. We will end with this one: a pair of feet sticking out of a rolled-up carpet, believed to be a body, turned out to be a mannequin dressed as Prince Charming. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this is in England. The suspicious object spotted on the M1 motorway prompted a call to Cambridgeshire Police, who were deployed to track down the car. When they found the vehicle, they were told by the driver that he was taking the dummy to a themed birthday party. Uh, police said, we managed to track the vehicle down where our officers discovered that there were indeed a pair of feet belonging to a mannequin dressed as Prince Charming who was on his way to a themed birthday. Uh, the force said that the driver was given advice to avoid such circumstances again. I saw it as it was rolled up. It looked like they were carrying a, a body huh? uh, somewhere. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for this moment. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have a lesson question. We'll have the trash. We'll have the music news. All that and more. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Mr. Butterworth, do for a living. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I could actually get this one right. All right. 215-263-WMMR. What is Mr. Butterworth 
do it for a living. If you were listening, you heard it. It was while we were doing Kathy's taste test. Uh, and you can have a shot at winning. Let's see if you can do it. We're going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you this morning by Squeezed.com. The best juice cleanse on the market. Lose inches, drop pounds, feel great, and sleep better. Now free shipping with code RADIO at checkout. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Kate Blanchett listed the things she found sexiest about Nightmare Alley co-star Bradley Cooper putting his eyes at number one. At number two, Blanchett admired how hard he works on his friendship with, oh my God, the Preston and Steve show out of Philadelphia. (laughs) Twelve years after her death, Whitney Houston is making history with her cover of I Will Always Love You being certified diamond by the IRIAA. Whitney was apparently floored by the milestone, commenting gur gur his brains. And finally, Microsoft announcing that it has officially stopped manufacturing all Xbox One consoles in favor of newer consoles. This is a full nine years after the Xbox One debuted in 2013 and six years after they all randomly stopped working. We'll see if we can get an answer to today's question. What does Mr. Butterworth do for living and we're going to go to brian to see if we can get that answer yo brian good morning oh what's up good morning morning all right brian do me a favor and tell me what mr butterworth does for a living he is an accountant yes an accountant i want you to hang on brian because you just got yourself a 50 dollars gift card from wilson's secret sauce barbecue based business featuring delicious brisket pulled pork st louis style ribs and sandwiches plus vegan and vegetarian options. Wilson's Secret Sauce is located at 265 East Township Line Road in Upper Darby with indoor and outdoor seating, takeout, and they can help with all of your catering needs. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. You piece of we're live. All right. Uh, I messed up yesterday. Meant to mention this, but I'll mention it now. MMR is proud to announce Knotfest, the oh, road good. show. I know, Kathy. Finally. Woo. Now it's in Reading. So That's okay. We'll drive. For you, but doesn't matter. No big deal. Uh, Slipknot uh-huh. in this moment and Ginger will be uh, starring. Uh, Saturday, April 2nd, Santander. Santander uh, Arena in Reading, and tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And our good friend Jackie Bam Bam will have tickets all this week for you to win. For not fast. I think Pierre and I are going. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) In the pit, right there. This is the best day of my life. Um, so, let me see. Uh, it's a second. It's the same story. Let me go here. Uh, three, 311 is hitting the road. Now, they're not uh, going to be coming to our area, but I'll mention, you know, when uh, sometimes there's shows in Vegas like that, so people might be heading sure. out there for vacation sure, or yeah. something like that. So, 311 is going to hit the road uh, this year beginning on March 6th in Beaver Creek, Colorado. The annual 311 Day Concerts will coincide with their three-night run in Las Vegas at the Dolby Theater. Uh, Throughout the run, 311 will be streaming select performances. So if you're a big fan, you can look for those uh, uh, streaming uh, performances. Uh, The Recording Academy has moved the Grammy Awards from January 31st to Sunday, April 3rd. It's probably a good idea. The postponed event uh, hosted by Trevor Noah will broadcast live from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas on uh, CBS and Paramount+. Is this the first time the Grammys have ever come from Vegas? 
I don't know. It seems like it's almost always Los Angeles, right? Right, right. and or New York. Uh, According to an announcement from the Recording Academy and CBS, the show was moved from its original date uh, amid growing concerns around uh, the Omicron variant. Even after decades of accolades, sold-out tours, and multi-platinum albums, Bono is still self-conscious about the U2 early days. The legendary frontman revealed that uh, the beginning, neither he nor The Edge were particularly keen on the band's name, and we have a clip to play of him speaking on that. Here we go. I still don't. I I really don't. But I was late into uh, some kind of dyslexia. I didn't realize that the Beatles was a bad pun either. So, like, the U2, if I thought the implication of the letter and the number. In our head, it was like the spy plane. It was a, you know, U-boat. It was futuristic. But then, as it turned out, to imply this kind of kind of acquiescence, um, no, I don't like that name. I still don't really like the name. So, uh, a fellow musician, a friend of theirs, a guy named Steve uh, Averill, had uh, come up with the name. Bono remembered, he said, he came to us with a few suggestions, one of which was U2, And of the suggestions, it wasn't that it jumped out at us as the name we were already that we were really looking for, but it was the one that we hated the least. (laughs) And what we loved about it was that it was not obvious from the name what this band would sound like or be about, because sometimes band names kind of lend to what what you're going to get. And also from a marketing and swag level, I mean, it's it's great. Yeah, too. So uh, Bono also talks about the early days and how. Uh, he really, when he, when he listens to early music, it makes him cringe. The sound of his voice makes him cringe. Here we go. Uh, it's the voice. <laughs> uh, the band sound incredible. I just f- found the, the voice very strained and not macho. And my Irish macho was kind of strained by that. It has been. But I've only, I only became as a singer, like recently. Maybe it hasn't happened yet for some people's ears. And I understand that. He said, I've, I've been in a car when one of our songs has come on the radio, and I've been the color, as we say in Dublin, Scarlet. And I'm just embarrassed. Uh, and, yeah, I do think U2 pushes out the boat on embarrassment quite a lot. And maybe that's the place to be as an artist, right? At the edge of your level of pain for embarrassment, your level of embarrassment, and the lyrics as well. I feel that on Boy and other albums, it was sketched out, very unique and original material. But I don't think that I filled in the details, he says. Isn't that kind of wild? Uh, I, was, I, I was sort of shocked to hear that U2 uh, was not a band name that they... Yeah, like, what they came up with yeah. or, or any of that. But uh, we have a whole bunch of band names on the list, don't you, don't we? I have a whole stack of band names. Bono needs like them. This one pissing monkeys is. <laughs> I could give him a list yeah. if they're interested. Too in late to change it now, though, right? The name of you too. Yeah, but they're one of those bands that one of those rare bands. Uh, that still, to this day, has the original lineup as to when it started. It's pretty amazing. Almost but, no one does. By the way, uh, side note, he's uh, great in Sing 2. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Oh, Good. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it I got to see it. Yeah, yeah, and I actually had a conversation with Jason about because he was talking about Sing 2. It was a great movie. Um, but he was asking about his character. And he was like, well, is that a real character? <laughs> like, he is really somebody who, you know, the whatever, the fame went away. I he had no the idea who Bono was. Yeah, yeah. So I had to explain to him. I was like, well, no, not really. Is he playing <laughs> a lion? Yeah. 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 Anything else? Nah. Okay, I actually, I, I did have something you want to say about Tessa Casey. He looked like he wanted to say something. Oh, no, it was about bands changing their names, because I can't think of any except for, like, Jefferson Airplane to Jefferson Starship, Starship. to Starship. Right. right. 
Were there who, any who, other bands who that... changed their name along the way? Yeah, I mean, they had three different band names, I, but I also don't know what band members changed along the way well, as well. Well, Pearl, Pearl Jam was Mookie Blaylock. They for were how named, long? Uh, the beginning of their of their career. I mean, for a year, year and a half, something like that. So they, when they started, that was their band name. And um, he was a basketball player in the NBA at the time. And then they started dealing with like <laughs> literally copyright issues of right. selling records under the name uh, of somebody else <laughs> who existed. So they changed their name. And I believe the Grateful Dead, I think they were the Warlocks. Okay. And uh, how they ended up getting their name is they literally opened up a dictionary and just blindly pointed and came across a Grateful Dead. Right. I do remember hearing that story. I know the Bangles were originally the Bangs, and then they found out another band had the same yeah. name, so they changed it to the Bangles. Okay. So. And then the new, what was it, Spinal Tap, the new? Yeah, the new originals. <laughs> we were the originals, <laughs> and we were the new originals. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great conversation. That's a great, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good question. We'll have to we'll have to dive in and it's see. A if subject for another day. Some more examples of that. So uh, that's all. I'm going to wrap up. Uh, music that's it. Nothing else. N- well, sure well, there's nothing you want to tell the people of Philadelphia. Bono. One more thing. Kathy has something to tell the people of Philadelphia. That's all right, Kathy. What number what caller do we need? For I'm going to go with caller number seven. All right, caller seven. If you know what the secret text word is, and you tell us, there's a chance that you will win a very cool prize. Wow. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. All right, people are, are texting in with other examples of uh, bands that have changed their names. Like, you know, John, if you want to go with artists, John Cougar. Yes, became the Beatles. Uh, no, he became John Mellencamp. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, eventually, uh, <laughs> Black Sabbath was Earth before they were uh, True. called yeah. Black Sabbath. So there's a few. Chicago was Chicago Transit Authority, and mm-hmm. they got in trouble. With, they used to just go by CTA, and, and they had to change Chicago. So there are a few examples. Uh-huh. Little River Band was Demon Effers. I didn't know that. Let's see, you learn stuff. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Sir. The secret text word is sand. Sand is correct. Yeah, Scott, hang on the line. You just got yourself tickets. See, this band, Zach Brown. August 26th, Zach Brown Band, BB&T Pavilion. Tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. And you can go to WMMR.com for complete details. And another chance to win for MMR VIPs on the contest page. We grab a random texter. That's Paul Williamson as well from Levittown, PA. And we're going to set you up with those tickets to see Zach Brown Band, August 26th. So congratulations, my man. I would like to thank our guests. The program, uh, we had Jerry Blab. It on. Yeah. The Geeter. Always a great conversation. And it's the first show at the Kimmel Cultural Campus in years. And it's going to feature Darlene Love and Frankie Avalon, Little Anthony, the Chai Lights, uh, the Vogues, Eddie Holman, Gary U.S. Bonds. There's a dance party before and after. There's a full orchestra. Yes. All these people coming out and singing their hits. And uh, you got the Geeter as the host doing costume changes and all that stuff. So. You know how many times he's done that show, Preston? No. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. Has it been that many? Yeah. I would say probably more, I right? More. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, maybe. Yeah. I love it! Maybe more than that. <laughs> uh, thank you also to Ben Glebe. Yes! The Gleber. <laughs> uh, Helium Comedy Club tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, and then he has a special taping of his show. Well, that's going to happen, but then there's also a special um, secret show that's going to be taking place Friday night as well at 10 o'clock. So. 
Uh, that'll be good. We need to do the letter of the day. You're going to do that, Case? Yeah, you do it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N, as in... Nine times. Nine times. Nine times. Uh, so we are going to give away on Friday a Dodge Chrysler Jeep City drive-away Vermont mini vacation for four at Smuggler's Notch, Vermont. It includes three nights lodging in a two-bedroom condo, three days of three mountain lift tickets and cross-country trail pa- passes, uh, indoor pool and hot tubs and more from Dodge Chrysler Jeep City. You can pre-order your new solution with uh, just a click at DodgeChryslerJeepCity.net. So Friday is when that is given away. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, Acme. You can download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit AcmeMarkets.com for details. And also Jurassic Quest, cool. which is coming to Philadelphia January 15th. Well, that's now. So it'll be through the 23rd. You can get tickets at JurassicQuest.com. Ooh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow. We are going to have on the program Mr. Martin Cove. Yes. Of Cobra Kai Sensei Crease. <laughs> awesome. Will be joining us. I'm such a fanatic for this show. I can't wait to tell you. We've had him here before. He's amazing. He was great. So we'll talk to him and Valerie Bertinelli. Yes. On the show tomorrow as well. She's got a book out. A whole bunch to talk about. Yeah. So we have uh, some really good guests. We hope that you'll be one of those uh, guests as well. So hang out with us tomorrow. That is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. Pierre's in next, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Yes, sir.